Hi, and welcome to One Less Die. Tonight, we're not doing a game specifically. Uh, we're going to do a postmortem of one of our campaigns, Mass Effect Wolfpack. It's kind of postmodern, too. We're not doing a game, but we're talking about a game. So it's just like it's performance art, really, isn't it? Cut him. <laughs> and with us is our number one fan, Adam. <laughs> Our singular fan. That's the correct reason. Our singular fan. Yep. Yeah. Our our number one fan. <laughs> Chris isn't wrong. He's just glass half full. Yeah. Yes. President and only member of our fan club. Yeah. Yeah. If he's our well, only fan. Yeah. Well, I. Uh... He's also our least. I'm not your only only fan because that <laughs> would be kind of creepy. And I'm really, I'm not really willing to cross it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a groupie. That's why I'm specifically saying our singular fan. Using hey, don't forget to like and subscribe, guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sign up for my only fans. If you do enjoy the podcast, just talk to them and they'll let you come on the next one of these talkies. So like, that's that's your inside right here, folks. But yeah, I, I heard about uh, Mass Effect as uh, Chris, the game master, was uh, cooking things up and just... I mean, I waited a year patiently. He even offered to let me listen to things beforehand. But, you know, I'm all about uh, delayed gratification. And I finally got to hear it when it hit the main syndication. And, you know, I, I asked to do this. I asked to come on here and kind of at least be present and float around and ask questions as uh, you all kind of rehash a game that you've been finished with for over how many months? Probably like eight months at this point. I think we finished in May or April of 2021. April. So everything yeah, is still it's... super fresh. We know exactly oh, yeah, what we're talking yeah. about here. I mean, I never forget any of our games. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> no, I mean, like, because I, I, it's just like that part of my brain, like, I, I, I hold that memory more than I hold the multiplication table. <laughs> yeah. You wrote Which could math, explain though. why I don't like uh, mechanics and math. Yeah, starting with our players, it'd be probably a real good idea for you guys to go ahead and introduce yourselves and the character you played in this epic uh, saga. Let's start off with Aaron, since he's yeah, at the top of the, of the top of the list and at the alphabet. So, okay, well, I played uh, Theodore Ronan Hunter, uh, twin brother to uh, my other Hunter character in the Milky Way galaxy, and um, I played. Uh, uh, their oversight manager. I, I made sure that they weren't. Um, well, I, I reported back to uh, to 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 who was I reporting to? Uh, the the Helios Council. Helios Council on uh, the activities of uh, their prospective um, um, pathfinders. Oh, good lord! Words. Uh, basically, just either recommended or did not recommend them for pathfindership based on their actions. It got I close. was also a wizard. <laughs> yes. Not specifically of. a vanguard. I was a melee wizard. So you're a space melee wizard. Muscle wizard cast <laughs> fist. Also, Adam, I sent you the link to my OnlyFans. You should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that's on recording. Totally important. <laughs> It's I don't know how to respond that. to that. I think the later with that we should we should move on to the next person. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 we're just going by the list, like the roster of on the voice chat. So that's fine. Um, Dave. Oh right, because Adam <laughs> wouldn't be talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell us about your character that you played. 
yeah, uh, I'm Dave, and I I played uh, Olka Ibintage, the Batarian infiltrator sniper slash uh, team combat medic, who is also the sister of my NPC character from our Milky Way campaign. <laughs> yes, because we have to tie it in somehow. Yeah, Kalida Ibintage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Olka liked all the uh, the cat tech to the point that by the end of the season, she had an entire cat arsenal. Mm-hmm. At least carried all cat shit. There's still more cat weapons. She Including had. Not... a cat squad. I was going to say, yeah. and three, wait, and two cat. Yeah, I had three, <laughs> but then someone decided to be freaking Leonidas and kill one of them. Oh, you had four, then Leonidas happened, then you had three. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, no. you do have three. Right, yeah, you're, right, yeah, you know, three, he does yeah, have three. Yeah. yeah. Correct. But yeah. So yeah, you hit four. No, wait, three. <laughs> if we want to get rid of one, that's fine. That's fine. And I'm honestly fine with him being murdered. And it sucked <laughs> that I wasn't able to do anything about it. But it was also kind of fun that I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, like you liked how it played out. Yeah. Seb showing up and just being Seb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you not being yourself. Yeah, it was literally so not being... myself. Yeah, so unable to do that. Hmm. Anything about it. Uh, all right, and then is is that it? Do you have anything else you'd like to share about about uh, Olka? I mean, that's that's the basics. Unless we're going into cool. visuals and such. Um, Are we haven't at this point. I say just keep going. Really, all right, just keep going. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next up, we have Josh. Yeah, I played Hilo Vale Vas Wolfpack Narcolepsy, the Korean machinist. Or mechanist. Yeah, there we or go. Mechanist. I was waiting for it. You got to follow it up, Josh. That's why I'm yeah. here. He's trained me now. Like I'm expecting it. The mechanist, if you pronounce it literally, masochist, if you mispronounce it, because let's face it, English is hard. English is the worst. It is. I use a discable. God damn it! All the words. <laughs> So we'll, just get used to this. This is I do this all the time. I know you do. It's just it's I was, isn't hurt. I've, I've run three campaigns with you already, Josh. I know you do. Like hell, I'm listening to a Wolfpack game. Look at episode six. Ten minutes in, I made those two jokes I posted earlier. <laughs> it was character intros. And I'm sitting there going, just like, wow, I'm a dumbass. Yeah. Welcome to our life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now you know how, how it um, feels. Yeah. So, I think that's it. How about we kind of jump in on the man who came up with this uh, campaign and so forth and so on? Well, wait. We're missing. We feel like we're missing someone. <laughs> we absolutely uh, are. Currently, Seb is unable to make it for this recording, but I'm sure he'll pop up at some point uh, in a uh, copied and pasted <laughs> audio file. Attached shakily to this one, uh, where we'll you know get his feedback on on his character and his feelings of the campaign. Yeah, but it's a shame that it didn't quite work out this way to get everybody here together. Because I mean, it, the dynamic that you all had throughout the course of the game was great, and I know this is going to emerge more as we jump a bit further into the game and the campaign as it was. That sounds horrible. I didn't mean as as, as it was, but you know what I mean. But as we as we discuss things and you know the Leonidas moment that was spoken of and just 
don't know. Like everybody grew on this. There was no static characters. Everyone was dynamic. And I mean, I think that's one of the things I first fell in love with. But uh, what about uh, what was what was the thought process, Chris? So you haven't really introduced yourself as a player, even though you were the GM. But like, what made you think Mass Effect? Yeah, and then, using using your your uh, your uh, your question list, I'm looking at why Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, why Mass Effect? <laughs> that 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 Adam. I, so earlier off recording, like that was the that's what I was why I was laughing at, at your Q and A or your your question list was the <laughs> it, it caught me off guard. Just like why Mass Effect? <laughs> like you could have like that's how I read game. it. <laughs> <laughs> but what about it? We I mean I know the answer to this obviously, yeah, we, we, but like yeah. Um, well, as I said in uh, in your uh, on, on RPX for one of the, I think it was either like behind the behind the Patreon wall <laughs> or behind the wall of Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mass Effect is is probably by far one of my favorite sci-fi franchises, or like if not like universes. Um, and it's certainly become like my favorite sci-fi video game. Um, like it like it was it was halo was up there for a little while but then you know mass effect showed up with uh you know actual like role playing and romanceability ah, <laughs> and just you know there. shoved <laughs> let's just let's just just gonna have my my uh, my blue alien chick here just like shove master chief off that uh, off that cliff mm-hmm. <laughs> much like a spartan <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no it, it like just like the uh, if, yeah, like kind of like I'm I'm goofing there, but like honestly, it was the like sort of relationship stuff. The um, it had a lot more depth to it than like you know your standard first person shooter, uh, which is which was sort of the uh, is sort of the thing in in a lot of games, uh, at least at, when Mass Effect first showed up. Because jokes at you um, was a third person shooter. Yeah, well, it is, but it's also like got a lot more to it than just you know shooting things. There's also talking to things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I think I've always been like a big sci-fi buff. Um, like I've always loved space opera. I love Star Wars and Star Trek and Lost in Space and those kind of like shows and movies and stuff like that. Um, and Mass Effect, it was kind of all of those wrapped into one package. Like to me, Mass Effect shares a lot of, a lot of like Star Trek and a lot of sci, a lot of Star Wars. So, um, and then Mass Effect Andromeda showed up. <laughs> um, and despite all the hate that people gave it, our group, I think, uh, and me specifically, like really loved it and was confused that everyone hated it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the minority um, that I, out of all the Mass Effects, is my favorite. Yeah. I'm aware I'm in the minority. That's fine. Yeah. I accept you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, why Mass Effect? Because it's one of my favorite sci fi. Um, settings, and I wanted to tell more stories in it because for a while it didn't look like we were going to be getting any more stories in it. So, also every single uh, one of your players knew it. <laughs> yeah, that also didn't hurt. <laughs> was, was there a lot of player input from the beginning? Did he kind of say, "Hey, I'm thinking about running Mass Effect," or was it like, "All right, guys, time for a session zero Like, how did all that come down? Um, um it was mainly just. Chris went like, "Do you guys want to do Mass Effect?" Then we just made characters and um, he gave us the skinny on what was going to happen. Like we're uh, based on the character. I think the Wolf Pack, the way it came out, 
came out that way partially because of the choices of races and everything that we decided to go with because we picked a whole bunch of random races that are not pathfinders yeah so because of that the weirdness of the wolf pack and us being as like a probationary uh um pathfinders to see if our races are suitable for that sort of thing just happened because of our our love of all the other races that don't get a lot of the appreciation in the actual games when you say that yeah Koreans did get a pathfinder yeah but i mean it, only in the novels <laughs> yeah, i'm a replacement uh <laughs> it happened in uh, the video hashtag video. bring me back that Corin dlc yeah uh Awesome. So it seems kind of like not only was this uh, fuck you, we're going to keep uh, the Andromeda galaxy going, but it's, uh, everybody was on board. And that's, I mean, that's pretty yep. cool. Like it's. Uh... Yep. Love and spite. That's what kept us together. Yeah. <laughs> that's what got us started. Love and spite. Like any good marriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, also, I would like to point out uh, before we go any further. Um, yeah, we actually did have an, uh, a different idea for like how the players were going to be in the game. I think we originally started as like they were going to be a paramilitary crew or like a crew of bounty hunters in the Andromeda Galaxy. Yes. And then during character creation, uh, we um, we started like sort of like musing about like being Pathfinders because like they had the Spectre achievement or like a sort of um, achievement feat. Like where you can be a specter and stuff. I was like, oh, would it be cool if we were all specters? And I was like, well, Andromeda doesn't have specters; they have pathfinders. And I was like, wait, we're all playing le the. <laughs> I was about to say the lesser races. races. It's honestly yeah. pretty apt for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the ones that are that are not given, like that aren't at the top of the food chain. And it was like, well, wait, why can't we give them their time? <laughs> yeah, um, and here. yeah, uh, and uh, for for me, like I was a little. After we kind of settled on this, I kind of got a little bit like uh, nervous because um, I was I was worried that Aaron was gonna was gonna was gonna uh, lash out because we we have we have a human there is a human pathfinder so he can't be a human pathfinder yeah <laughs> so he I was worried that Aaron was gonna get was gonna feel neglected <laughs> in the game um, but we we found a, a a very good role for him to play and like. He, I, I feel like he, uh, he contributed a lot in the game, <laughs> or like I feel like he, he had a lot of spotlight as the, uh, the uh, oversight manager <laughs> of the Pathfinders. Aaron, <laughs> yeah, okay, just checking his clipboard. Yeah, I was just like, I just imagine. Sorry, I was uh, just taking notes. Yeah, as you should. Have. <laughs> <laughs> and he fulfilled mm -hmm, that very mm -hmm. important role because this is a Mass Effect game. So in the tutorial, you're, uh, the, the older person must die. Yeah, the the, the oversight guy die, must die. Yeah, uh, and that for... because we added a mechanic that doesn't exist in this system. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It, it, it was did. fine. It played out well. It was a nice homage to all things, and even in the first episode, you like oh, you're when you almost died, Aaron. It's just oh, there's a bright light, and there's a. You know, Sau not Sauron. I can't remember all the names. There's of the a uh, there, there's a, a Turian with a with a head wound and named Nihilus, and uh, this like frost bitten uh, older human uh, standing there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was so great. I yep. enjoyed that. I mean, that's, honestly, I think that's one of the moments when I was really hooked on it. There. Uh, what about <laughs> like? 
I I know I've known of of Mass Effect D twenty for a while, and I, was that always your initial concept of the system you all used, or did you think about the, any of the like the powered by the apocalypse hacks or um, God the the Mass Effect five E or anything um, like that? So I I discovered Mass Effect D twenty through the Leviathan Files podcast, um, simply because I was just looking for it a couple of years back. And we even try. Well, we even kind of started a Mass Effect game in the Milky Way camp uh, in the Milky Way, mm-hmm. um, using it because, like, I brought it forward to them. It's like, hey guys, we all play D twenty games. Like, we play Cthulhu D twenty. We play D and D. We play Pathfinder. How hard can it be to run Mass Effect D twenty? I've I've been listening to these guys on <laughs> the Leviathan Files, and like, heck, they 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 they're constantly like like honestly, listening to Leviathan Files gave me a sense of confidence because like, Hey, if they can just bullshit the rules and stuff like that. And like, these rules must be really easy. <laughs> and then I decided to pick a fully automatic weapon. And it's like, Oh, I have to roll for every bullet. <laughs> uh, yeah. At that point we weren't. Yeah. It was like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh God. Um, and we never really even got into the space combat or large scale war. <laughs> and there are mechanics for those. Yeah. Yeah. We took a look, a cha- we took a look at the chapter for space combat. I was like, Nope. <laughs> we'll we'll make our own <laughs> mechanics for spaceship I, I actually, I actually kind of understood how it worked. Um mm-hmm. and it was a really neat concept, but largely not useful for us because Chris doesn't like large scale war. Yeah. Yeah, I don't tend to go for like I, I want like pulpy spaceship battles. I don't want um war uh, if I want a war game, I'll play a war game. <laughs> Well, but I mean, the numbered Mass Effect games really are a, a war game. Yes, but I mean, there's there is but that's a what we went to Andromeda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to have pulpy space adventures. <laughs> so, yeah, the it, it was for us. It was sort of the only game in town at the time when we first got into it. Like, I we didn't really the fifth ed one. I don't think it come out at that point when we first got Mass Effect D twenty and. There was a Mass Effect Powered by the Apocalypse, but at that point, our our experience with Powered by the Apocalypse was uh, Monster of the Week and a Star Wars Powered by the Apocalypse game. Um, and I think, uh, personally, like from my end, from my view of things, it seemed like we were just more comfortable with the D20 version. So, I don't know, does, do you oh. guys have any other uh, uh, opinions on that or... Dave, Aaron, <laughs> Josh. Well, yeah, I agree. Well, because... I was there off the start, so I really can't. Yeah, I, I agree because, like, doing Power by the Apocalypse and everything. The couple times I've done it, I felt it's kind of limiting in a way because of how like chill it is, and it's just like you kind of just make up your own reasons as to why things work. Where in uh, like D twenty, it there's actual rules that you can follow, so you know how to do things. There isn't as much like oh, can I do this? Can I do that? You know you can do it or not do it because it's in the rules. That's why yeah, I prefer it. There's honestly. limits. Yeah, the more that's written on something. I always kind of think of it like crayons or kind of like, uh, if I don't know if you ever read the George Orwell book, 1984. Yes. Uh, I almost said 82, but 1984. And uh, like where they were actually taking words out of the, the language and all that. And it's just like limiting people's ability to think and so forth. And when you kind of have very clearly uh, defined terms for better or worse, I mean, it opens up a lot more options and yeah, I'm going to kick some ass. 
as yeah you know you would have any other so it, it was it was fun to listen to it, obviously i'm sitting here but uh you were kind of talking a moment ago about uh working with the rules and combat and all that i think that'd probably be a pretty good little segue into our first bit because uh as i mentioned to you all in per like not in person but mentioned to y'all beforehand off mic uh i decided to i started listening to this uh, podcast when i was roofing uh taking like <laughs> working on my tin roof and fixing storm damage and i fixed an entire my entire roof before the first fucking combat <laughs> was over yeah right. <laughs> yeah i think that first session was like what four or five hours <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, you know, every bit of four and a half hours. And I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. And I think the charm of these types of actual plays, as opposed to listening to a very well-produced and you know, obviously I'm throwing some shade at these guys too, but you know, a, well, a very well-produced and edited pro, uh, podcast is you miss this kind of intimate feel that you get where everybody's like, fuck, how do we, how do, we do this? Yeah. And it, it's, you know, yeah. So it didn't detract from me anyway. Yeah. Honestly, I like those kind of podcasts more than, so I'm glad our show kind of represents that because I prefer like, yeah, polish is all nice and all, but I mean, at a certain point I start, it starts feeling like you said, like impersonal and almost like a radio drama, like, because the play, the, the people have removed all the dice rolling and like the, the like rule searching. And I mean, like rule searching, some of it can be cleaned up, but like you also sometimes get rid of like the side chatter and stuff and like that feeling that you kind of get while you're listening to these games like it's sometimes as much as a part of like listening to their adventures that they're telling these stories as is like but like i also want to listen to like their chatter because it feels like i'm at the table with them playing their game like i feel like a sense of uh like secondhand camaraderie <laughs> yeah and <laughs> oh yeah i think i think of aaron going to taco bell and playing, and like, all right, check my character sheet. Can I roll? I'm like, it was like you were all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think we there's literally an episode uh, either in the Mass Effect campaign or another where it's like live from the streets of Aurelia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because like we heard your dog barking while you were on the road or while you were on like the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, because I would get home from work and immediately have to jump into the game, so I'd be walking my dogs. Yeah. We found a way to uh, to get it to keep it going. Life uh, finds a way. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Josh yeah, Goldblum. I was going to say that if you weren't. <laughs> Life. Oh, uh, you're, uh, not, you're welcome. Finds a way. <laughs> okay. Note to self: uh, Sammy is now going to be uh, Jeff Goldblum oh. <laughs> rather than Christopher Walken. <laughs> it changes every season. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to do a proper like. I can't do a. I can't do a Goldblum. I can do a. I can do a Walkham. I cannot do a Goldblum. Now he has a series on on Disney Plus. If you want to watch, you know Jeff Goldblum does. So <laughs> I mean, you could check that out. But I tell you what, I think something. Uh, he actually. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's on. Uh, I think he has a series on YouTube where he plays D and D. Oh God! What? <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw the, uh, the, the, the advertisements and art for it before it came out. And, uh, it's Jeff Goldblum as a warlock. Nice. Of course. I mean, if I was thinking of a man that made a deal with the devil, it would be Jeff Goldblum. So yeah, that, I mean, that obviously tracks. Jeff Goldblum yeah. starring in Dark Dice as a D&D &D elven sorcerer. 
Wow. It's a thing, guys. Well, I yeah, know, I, I know what I, I know what I said about like you know well produced uh, like actual plays and stuff. Yep. I'll make an exception. <laughs> it's a Jeff Goldblum. So yeah, you know Mass Effect postmortem yes. Jeff Goldblum appreciation podcast. I mean, this is working out good for us. Uh, yeah. Hey, how about this? I I did see like as you were kind of giving us all a peek behind the curtains. Uh, earlier, before we went on mic, you kind of had a flow chart. So this, you never really went over this. How much would you be comfortable sharing about the world that you created? And then we kind of jump in like actual whenever player contact occurs. Oh, I'm fine. Like right now. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Splitting. The the plot was done. Like the plot's done. So <laughs> yeah. Um, Like I, there's, there's a few things that like get touched on that for like, for future stuff but like yeah honestly most of it was already covered in the campaign so um okay so you want me to just do like kind of an overview of what i had planned initially why, why don't you kind of tackle about the universe as i mean that they're working within so what has happened what has happened and then we have the uh other races uh human i mean human pathfinders fuck you know what i mean but the other pathfinders jumping in and then you know so like the world building that kind of went on beforehand gotcha um yeah so for for Wolfpack uh I knew I wanted to set it a few years after the events of Mass Effect Andromeda because I wanted time for the 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 cluster to start thriving like actually start like showing industry and start like having a sort of not a sense of normalcy but like a a sense of like the community had grown and like there was more colonies out there there were more like places to explore things more were more lived in other than just people trying to survive um kind of give a little bit of the the flavor that like the milky way had for the the original trilogy but like it's still this kind of rough and tumble cluster um so yeah i I said it five years after the events of mass effect andromeda um i mean it's even in our opening (laughs) where i used like the helios news network um like sort of like gimmick to introduce like the plot like the uh introduce each episode um so like the cat have been driven back um because meridian is now in the hands of the helios cluster which is formed out of the nexus uh, the collective uh which is the one i was going with not salone kelly um and uh the the angaran resistance movement like they all have now formed into a helios cluster kind of like a a group of uh, associated species that are working together to build a future, um, kind of like the uh, the whole ideals of the Andromeda Initiative to begin with. Um, and once we settled that we were going to be playing as Pathfinders, it kind of gave me an some it gave me a, a little bit of an idea of where I wanted like what I wanted to tell like what kind of story I wanted to tell. Um, so yeah, I made a flowchart of uh, of this adventure um where they were going to be chasing a a macguffin species um basically a the yathadi which were a they're they're the virtual race in the milky way which is like a sidebar in uh i think mass effect 2 like in, in one of like the cerberus news network things they mentioned that like a virtual species was found uh, on a ship like on a server ship and we're now in the process of um kind of like negotiating like or like like kind of an exchange program of like people's consciousnesses could be put into their servers 
uh, and the some of these these uh, virtual species could be uh, could move their consciousness into a physical body uh, to interact with the rest of the galaxy. So I took that premise and made the Athadi, uh, or made a faction of the Athadi, like from the Milky Way, who had stashed away onto the onto the arcs. Um, and we're basically just kind of waiting, biding their time in the neck on the Nexus until they could find some other solution to, uh, like to kind of go out on their own. Uh, and they found it with the, the remnant, uh, the, the remnant tech and the bots, like the, the mechanicals that the, uh, the, the Jardin left behind seemed like the perfect fit to have a virtual species kind of usurp into, or like, kind of like jump into and have bodies of their own that they could fiddle around with. So, um, yeah, the Yathadi have their little server, like their little like server nodules, um, and have their volunteer, uh, sort of not spies, but spies (laughs) among the Nexus crew, like the people that they were, uh, that they were, had volunteered their bodies to be used by the Yathadi to, as like vessels to interact with the physical world. and. So the main setup was Addo Primarius. Um, a Turian finds uh, on uh, he finds on uh, uh, Rem Noir or what is it, Kaitiris or uh, that planet called? Uh, yeah, Kitasira. Uh, it was the actual name of the Remnant installation, but I I didn't realize it had a name, so I just called it Rem Noir because it was very noirish with the imp- the constant raining. <laughs> um. So he finds a remnant, uh, like a, uh, a a some some information about a remnant installation that no one else knows about. He sends word back to the Athadi on the Nexus. Um, they then proceed to cobble together this plan to leave the Nexus and get to this installation so that they can set up their own stake in the Helios cluster, um, and. Honestly, that's kind of where the the players insert themselves. Is like the the nexus dis, the nexus discovers that they have a bunch of missing staff members, and there's there's a shuttle missing, like an unauthorized shuttle departure. Um, and that's where the players kind of come in as the pathfinders. Is the the Helios Council wants them to look into these missing people, like why they've gone missing and stuff, and that's how you guys kind of discover the the mystery and the plot as you like go investigate their apartment comp their apartments and find all this like s- the strange collection of stuff because the Athadi being a species that hasn't really had a lot of chance to explore the physical world for a couple of centuries they they tend I, I I would picture them as having like collect a bunch of stuff so they had like a bunch of random cultural items or like just memorabilia from like other other cultures and aliens that they have interacted with in the Helios cluster um they like to try new things so um and yeah basically yeah the if you guys had if no one had had done anything with them the yathadi and their 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 volunteers would have simply just gone to the crown found a bunch of uh, like basically stake to claim on that on that planet and system and then eventually they would have um talked to they would have sent message uh, like some kind of message out to the helios council saying hey we're here (laughs) Um, you can't take this from us. We we kind of pushed their hand a little bit on it. Yeah, like yeah, 
yeah, they weren't gonna they they were gonna try and do it like a little bit more like subtly and a little bit sl- like slower, but like basically they wanted to have a strong enough um hold on the crown and like the location and stuff like that to basically say like, hey, we're here, we've staked to claim, you can't take it from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll bring the, we'll, like yeah, exactly. It was di- like literally like, the, that was my plan. It was like they called yeah. dibs. <laughs> uh, no and, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, it didn't help that it doesn't hurt that, like, you know, they also because the crown is like this major, this large installation, like half a half a pl- uh, it, it basically size wise, I don't know if it was ever really brought up in the game, but it was basically the size of the pole or like the north pole of that gas giant. <laughs> like, it was just a series of concentric circles that just went in on into the uh, uh, went in from the top of the of the gas giant. So it was a massive installation, and it had a bunch of st- of starships that were now inhabited by uh, digital entities. <laughs> so, for all intents and purposes, that was their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, basically, yeah, they were they were planning on building a strong point, and then like, all right, once we have some power, or some some influence and power, then we'll we'll politely say, well, basically, they were planning on, uh. Uh, not asking, but uh, or the, not not uh, not requesting, but like asking for forgiveness. I totally botched that. It, the point made it across. I'll just say. Okay. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like they were planning on not not asking, but taking, and then apologizing later. <laughs> oh, that makes me look forward to seeing what happens in season two already. But I mean, even with uh, the beginning of this game, you you in typical uh, Mass Effect and really just pretty much any kind of game fashion. You you have a, a, I guess you could say somewhat disconnected first mission that uh, where there was uh, what what was it there was uh, weapons that disappeared and hostages taken that you had for your like tutorial mission. I threw a tutorial mission at the guys yeah. like that was basically our session zero like sort of thing like I I threw together like I wanted to ha- I I wanted to to have the uh, the. Uh, on in in Mass Effect Andromeda, they they have that uh, the Eos, the desert, the the semi desert planet that like has the radiation problems, um, but it gets all fixed, so it's like going to start like blooming again. There was like mm-hmm. a separate like sort of like a sovereign nation on, that had been set up from like some outcasts called the um, uh, the Aurora or like the col- the the colony of Aurora. Um, so I wanted to like kind of have them in just as like a side thing, just like to show like. That there's the Helios Council, but there is still these other factions that are showing up. Like they didn't get integrated back into the Helios Council. Like there's still like some tensions in the gal- in, in the in the cluster. So, and yeah, that Strike. that first that opening game was basically just going to be like kind of a, a a hostage situation. Like yeah, you guys might go in and like try and take over the uh, the ship or something. And then you guys decide to try and negotiate by getting the Krogan interested in like doing the deal, the the arms deal. <laughs> And we destroy the Mako just so we can spend the next, you know, X amount of sessions trying to get the Mako yep. fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Which in, the hardware. I, in, in hindsight, in hindsight, the Mako really shouldn't have been destroyed or even damaged because that thing is a beast. <laughs> now that I think about it. Yeah, it was like narratively destroyed. Um, yeah, like I, I, it was actually, I think it was brought up on, on RPX, Adam, when Chris, your, your Chris told me, he's like, mm-hmm. why, wait, why did the Mako get destroyed? That thing can't be destroyed. It's it's a beast. <laughs> it's, it's indestructible. It was a nat one that caused it to be destroyed, though. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You guys, you, you did fail pretty hard for that. There's a nat one so. on um, deploying it from the wolf pack. 
<laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it was that scene from, from Mass Effect 1 where, like, they drop it down um, onto Ilos. And, unfortunately, Shepard just rolled a 1 and, like, crashed it and burned. Yeah, it landed <laughs> on a tree. That's why it flipped. Yeah. And, and ripped the front wheels off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then, of course, Striker, which, I mean, I laugh my ass off when you guys turn when you finally make it to the big bad in that game and then all of a sudden it's striker the race is turning and uh borderlands is kind of fun yeah yeah yeah, like um that like okay i want to preface this striker like the whole race is turning thing literally just came out of me saying like me playing as striker not not role playing very well and just saying like god damn fucking croaking blah 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 and then Everyone just saying, whoa, racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, just going, like, just just centering on that. It's like, oh, he swore, uh, he, he started swearing about Krogan. He must be a racist. Yeah, we took one line and just ran with it. Yeah, yep. and it just evolved into Striker, the racist yeah. Turian. <laughs> like a Borderlands splash drop. <laughs> and all of his kin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you guys encountered his, his, his sister... <laughs> Right before she splattered across a wall, because um, civilians should not uh, civilians uh, should not be in the same room as military Mm -hmm. people. Apparently, in all fairness, or armed beings, (laughs) she wasn't in the same room. She was stepped into the room. That is true. Yes. Now, am I mistaken on this, or did, were you given like two different options of approach here? And in the very beginning, um, the group took more of a a direct approach to it. So the weapons were gone, and people were missing, and there was there was it seemed like it, it really juxtaposed against kind of later as you kind of get to your end game of this uh, campaign here, to where we're no, we're going to save everybody, kind of stuff like that. It seemed like it was very singular and focused in the beginning. Am I? Imagining that was that the heat on the roof that got to me that day. Or... Okay, so so the initial plot for the the opening like session zero, session one like adventure thing was um, some outlaws or some exiles have have stolen an Ezo ship uh, and are basically trying to like sell that stuff off as fast as possible. So I figured, I, I assumed yeah, as a GM. That my players might go and try and like infiltrate, like like uh, move alongside the ship and infiltrate it and take out the hostages. Or hey, take out, yeah, we'll kill take out the hostages. Take out <laughs> yeah, take out the people that are the hostages or the host. Take out the the people who are who have kill the, the bad guys. But yeah, kill <laughs> the bad guys. Way but players being players, <laughs> um, they found another way, and. Uh, contacted the Krogan to basically be the buyers for the Ezo, and then they tr- there was I did have it that there was like a a radiation trail from one of the shuttles that they could have followed they were able to follow uh, to Kadara, which would take them to uh, Sulphurhenge the, um, the 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 base on Kadara, um, and then that's where they found Stryker and the people that he they had uh, imprisoned there. So yeah, my. I, there was two ways about going with it. I just didn't realize the second option was there until they brought it up, yeah. <laughs> which often happens in my games. Yeah, but, it was yeah. it was cool. Super super long combat. It was great. Uh, didn't after he was the big beast. 
uh, you know, everybody goes in the base, rescues people. Then we have a Krogan charging over a cliff biotically because goddamn Seb is apparently his, his uh, Krogan is very singular, uh, single minded. Yeah. Uh, what, what happened during that entire combat was he was just chasing the one guy oh, yeah. constantly. <laughs> that was good. What are you ah, doing? Go help your friends. Ah! <laughs> God, what are you <laughs> what doing? Are you like, that guy even escaped. He even, the guy even escaped combat because but he like, survived? Because, uh, yeah, he, he survived to get over to the base. God, is he still out there? And I'm pretty no, sure no, he he, Yeah, no, he's dead. No, he, uh, unless, unless he was the guy that, um, Look, I never established it, but unless he's the guy, the one guy that you guys like kept alive, only because Olka, uh, Olka was able to like keep people away from killing him. Oh yeah, because I executed uh, the the one guy that was in the uh, the dropship, and the other guy surrendered. Yeah, good times. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, I like that story. He sits there. No, I, I, you can't let me out. I got to stay here. It's yeah. safer. Runs out there. Like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and then pretty much, uh, I mean, I know that we can't rehash everything, but then you actually present the uh, Rimner War. Uh... Yeah, the, the, the plot, uh, the actual plot I had. Yeah, this was that was just supposed to be like an introductory thing. And then like we jump into the actual plot of like investigating these missing people. The shuttle goes off uh, when uh, the, the shuttle was last uh, like its trajectory was the. As I pull up the other tab, uh, key to Sira or the or Rem Noir. Um, and then the group decided to do a, uh, uh, they decided to drive out to Elodin first to grab gear or to grab some like supplies. And then they went to, yeah, they, they did a shopping montage and then went to Rem Noir. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Rem Noir, <laughs> um, the infrared district, uh, this is basically, I, I, again, like Rem Noir came to, came out of the concept of like i wanted there to be like a sort of noirish omega like city in in helios um and when i played through uh kitasira in the original in the actual game uh the whole I- the whole idea of it being just this like this this uh this space installation with like a weird atmospheric um like they like your characters like talk it's like i wonder why it's like why it's just constantly raining like is it some kind of like a malfunctioning like atmosphere scrubber or maybe it's just like maybe the people here just love like like this kind of atmosphere and it it just got me like thinking it's like that would be really interesting just like the this this perpetually rainy environment um and like once people start colonizing here or start like establishing a a research colony on this station uh, I I just kind of see it like just growing into this like noirish sort of situation because like just for for shits and giggles, <laughs> um, so yeah, like there's like uh, and because like the Hanar are now in 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 Andromeda, so like not not to be gross or anything like that, but like we gotta have Fornax and or again the red light district and the uh, like a shady part of a shady part of this this scientific colony installation this um, one looking for a good time <laughs> yeah um you answering him so yeah honestly <laughs> i just wanted to have a noirish location in andromeda <laughs> is really the reason why rem noir exists <laughs> um and yeah it was also where uh, Addo, uh primarius 
found the um the coordinates to uh the toward to for the crown installation yeah. so um and it also gave me a chance to to try out some uh uh some interesting uh dungeon crawl rules with uh the uh the, the with the pipes the uh the infrastructure the the remnant infrastructure yeah um and i knew that there were going to be ket down there because again playing the game you see a bunch of ket ships just go crashing into the into kaltiris or kitiris as its defense mechanism uh, as its defense systems kick in in the game so like there those ships are huge there'd be survivors i'd assume yeah. and they'd probably just hide into the go in, burrow or they just kind of crawl into the uh, the woodwork effectively so um and that was also the introduction for the uh the the hissing vibrance the uh the energy being thing that was taking over the templates like the jar the uh the angaran templates oh, yeah, the glowy purple eyes um yeah uh which was sort of a so the Athani and the virtual race i i pulled a mass effect and by pulling a mass effect i pulled a i pulled a lovecraft <laughs> um so like where the Reapers and like the Thorium in the first game is very Lovecrafty and cosmic horror. I did the same thing in this and and in the original Mass Effect trilogy, you can go to the planet Carcosa where there are ruins on a on a dried up lake, really? <laughs> uh, and like there's like it's there's like an old there's an ancient library that that Asari research teams are looking into. Awesome. <laughs> in yeah, exactly. Like there's Lovecraft all over Mass Effect. So because Lovecraft stories were all about like these ancient alien gods. And like the Reapers are just giant alien machine gods, so um, with tentacles. Yeah, exactly. And the, that's very the, that's the Thorium. That's all, all man. It's all over love. It's all over Mass Effect. Like there's tentacles all over Mass Effect, and not just from the Hanar. And the Reapers. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I decided to throw in the Yathadi, uh, and the the name Yathadi is a, a derivation of the Yithians uh, from Lovecraft, which are uh, basically, um, time traveling consciousnesses that swap with other bo- with uh, swap bodies with other species across. So they time. were completely made. Um, uh, you created uh, the entire race. It wasn't one of those races where it's like um, it was like sort of made up. It's sort of in the in the lore, but it's never in any of the games or oh, nothing. Oh, it's in the lore. Um, the the virtual race itself oh, it is in the lore, it. and they. Yeah, they they're just known as the uh, virtual race, and they do swap their consciousnesses with other bodies or with 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 people. Like, and that that's actually how they're discovered. Is that like somebody uh, some some Estelarians and other uh, uh, beings um, report like kind of like fess up that they are the, this virtual species, and they have voluntarily um, they're voluntarily using these bodies to like communicate with the uh, with the physical species. Um, I just yeah. gave them a name. Um, and then I also kind of like worked out how they, how their technology works. It's basically on their planet before they, before their planet was destroyed by their star, which is in Canon. Um, they, their Prothean technology that they discovered was the Protheans uh, empathic, like the, their Protheans technology that was like the, the conduits. So the ability to transmit uh, memories and data to like structures and, 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 uh, and objects. So uh, they, that's how their, their technology sort of uh, developed from the Prothean tech. And then when, so, so when the, their sun was about to be destroyed, they hopped onto these server ships, basically 
transhumanityed it up and turned their consciousnesses into software so they could uh so they could carry the mo- uh, the most amount of of people away from yeah. the dying planet um and then i figured like if well why not have a a group of them that have seceded like a ver- a, a variable of them that have seceded hence why i named them the seceded variables mm-hmm. faction um and they yeah they they moved they they got some volunteers to take a few of their their servers or their server nodes uh onto the uh, the Andromeda Initiative, and now we're here. <laughs> so yeah, the, that's what the Athadi are. Um, the hissing vibrants, or the are, are basically the Shan from uh, from other Lovecraft stories. The Shan are also known as the insects from Shagai, which are basically uh, half energy, half organic life form that just jumps into into a person's uh, brain and tells them to do stuff and if they don't they're going to uh painfully tell them to do things <laughs> until they do it <laughs> like they've got like a, a like a mental like uh basically they're they're all about like mental slavery of their hosts um and so i wanted to introduce some new species into massive into the andromeda galaxy and in the mythos the shan um the the insects from shigai come from a planet in the andromeda galaxy so I actually got to look around and see what what else is connected to the Shan in in the mythos, and so I've found a few other things that I've I've toiled I'm been toiling with, but uh, yeah, they were basically the the introduction to my expanded bit of or like my actual like creative part of like throwing some new stuff into Andromeda, um, and also I I just thought like you they go down into those um, into the the inner workings of the uh, the Remnoir installation and there's all these like like you in the game you find all these like these blanks of like tests test like, experiments and stuff that jardin were working on while they were built with when they were first creating the angara and there's all these like basically empty bodies in cryostasis and yeah. i'm just like why not have this the hissing vibrance or the uh the the, the zan uh is their actual name is spoilers <laughs> um just like it's it's basically just Shan with a with an X instead of an SH, <laughs> um, and um, why not just have them take over these bodies and act all kind of creepy because they're weird alien insect bug creatures? So they uh, they start like chattering at you as they uh, they come after you. So got to admit, um, and while well, I. I got some other things to say about this episode. Like you you fucked with me on that. And like, you know, I teach programming anyway. So, you know, they're chattering at each other. I was like, these motherfuckers are talking in binary to each other. (laughs) Oh my God. And then I mentioned it to Chris. He's like, "Mm -hmm -hmm -hmm." and didn't want to tell no, but yeah, I didn't want to spoil it. I wanted you to. Yeah, there was a lot that lot that happened in this. I think I think the episode actually started out with uh, Theo showing us how strong of a liver <laughs> he has. Yeah, yeah, we had to have a. I wanted to have a bar scene again, in line with noir stuff. I wanted to have. I wanted there to be a bar scene. So you guys went to a bar and got some information from the bar from the bartender, uh, and Theo drank a lot. Aaron. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Would you like to contribute, or would you like to uh, pipe in at this point, or your feelings? Sorry, about, I may about have. The... Uh, oh no! I may I may have lost my train of thought. Oh no! 
No, it was like, <clears throat> I, I like the adult. Very no. We're we're at Rem Noir, so like when you went to the bar, <laughs> and then you got oh, like super Lord. drunk. <laughs> did I get super drunk? I know I did. I had a drinking competition. Yeah, you had a drinking competition, and then you got really drunk. <laughs> you won though, right? You, the adult, the chaperone, the Overwatch, <laughs> the man in charge. <laughs> got to be able to unwind once in a while. I was showing them how to properly get information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. I was applying um, social lubricant. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. I think there's quite a few penalties. I don't even remember if you made it to the next session or not. I think you may have missed one of them and been hung over. I can't recall. Yeah, that may have happened. I think I think that did uh, happen, yeah. I, no, he was in the next it's session. It's been a hot minute. That was the pipes. <laughs> yeah, we went to the pipes, yeah. He was there for that. Oh, and I was in the pipes. Pissed for okay. the fucking wraith and missing both me and Dave. Yeah, right. Because he was behind both of us, and they went for him. And the wraith went. Yep. Yeah, it snuck past you two and then got him. No, no, no! It didn't sneak. It stood still while me and Dave walked past it. Yeah. Aaron was uh, pissed. Yeah. Nice mm-hmm. little com- nice little combat scene. Uh, you find the cat fighting. With the uh, uh, Shan or Zan, as you as yeah. you called him there, and uh, I mean, I, that, I think that's one of the first big revelations after everything's said and done. The you know uh, befriending or not executing the cat, even though one of you fuckers did shoot one of them, and kill them before talks went into. I, I think that was Josh. Yep. yep, there were five in that room. We had a gunfight. <laughs> yep. Listen, at, at that time it was mm-hmm. fine. it was fine at that time. Oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they were all bad at that point. We're <laughs> shooting you at you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that threw me for a loop. Honestly, like the whole idea of like Dave actually managing to convince the Ket to uh, telling them basically telling them they lost yeah. the war. <laughs> <laughs> and they shouldn't keep fighting, and it's like, oh man! That, it honestly threw me for a loop when you gave me the option to do that. Because it's like, okay, I, I was right from the get go. It's like, okay, there's a bunch of cat. We're gonna kill them. That's fine. Whatever. I have cool tech, but I'll murder them and take their tech. That's fine. Um, but then when they started talking, I'm like, wait, they're talking? They're not just like they talk yeah, in game, but like constantly. <laughs> I mean, they were talking in a manner that wasn't just like, I'm going to kill you kind of talking. They were saying that they just wanted us to leave. That happens in the game, that. too. Yes. There, there's literally a the scene where, like... Trigger, yeah. <clears throat> the left trigger is the paragon option, so Dave is always going to pull yeah, yeah. the left trigger. Yeah. Wait, so why is my, what's my excuse for always doing the paragon mission? <laughs> you're, you're just... You just want to be a good guy at heart. That is true. Dave just wants yeah, I, to go that's left. The main reason I did try. <laughs> yeah, it's not because he, it's not because he's a nice guy. It's just he can't turn. He can't go right. It's all left. <laughs> but I can turn right and turn left. Uh, and I think it was two sessions, and didn't. And then by the time everything's kind of going, uh, Runt pops in, and well, actually, <sighs> before before Runt showed up. There was the secret, um, or the, there was the uh, the a little bit of like 
behind the scenes stuff happening because they find the site where Addo had discovered the coordinates, like found like the the terminals um, in the remnant installation where the uh, the stuff was, and found Addo's backpack with the with the server nodule or like his his server node in it, and. I waited for one of them to touch it before sending the person a private message saying, you're no longer you. You're now this other person. Act casual. Which you you did not catch at all. That's not the reason we ended that that episode, Um, really. Yeah, totally not at all. Um, So yeah, like as soon as as soon as he did that, I sent the message, and then I was like playing it up in the audio as regular, and then I real I was realizing that he wasn't like responding back fast enough. So I was like, uh, you know what, guys, this probably is probably a, a good time to uh, to end for tonight. Like, I think we, like I'm kind of feeling tired right now. So yeah, we're just gonna call it. A- and then as soon as like we were done recording, uh, and seeing that he still had not yeah. seen it. <laughs> Even after recording, I called him. I called <laughs> Dave with my phone and told him, "It's like, dude, did you get my message?" Yeah, and ever since then, I've been like hyper vigilant for looking for messages because <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah, but no, it, it was it was perfectly fine because like we ended it in a good spot, and then the next session, you were you knew who you were who yes. you weren't, <laughs> and. uh it, it played out beautifully. Like it played out very, rather organically. Like because you were like, "Shit, nope. I can't react to this. Like I can't save one. I can't save the cat right now because I'm not I was like, me." Oh, fuck, there's cat there. Everybody run. Yeah, exactly. You you reacted accordingly, <laughs> like a stranger in a strange land. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we had the whole, we had the 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 we you guys finished off hunting down the the wraiths that were down there. Um, the cat followers lost one of their own <laughs> over over a ledge. Um, and then you guys got back up to the surface, and uh, I believe that's where we you guys end up going to the uh, the the doctor or the um, yeah, Steli, I think, uh, the the Hanor uh, assistant to Addo, who was unaware that her her mentor was or her her uh, like the doctor friend that she was she was helping, um, was. Or was sharing his body with another consciousness. Um, I think that's how you guys ended up finding like where the doctor was, and like where the the body or where where Primaris's body was. I believe so. Yes. Um, which mm-hmm. is where Dave's character wanted to go right afterward because <laughs> it was actually his body. <laughs> um. Yeah, I loved that. I loved that revelation. And like, once you guys got there and you realized that, like. Olka's acting kind of funny, and then like you guys like gra- like kind of got a hold of, of Olka and is like, all right, smash cut, flashback. Olka, <laughs> uh, you wake up in an, in a in a weird interface in front of you. <laughs> like basically, you've you've been uh, you've been sent into a simul space. <laughs> uh, where you, you thought we were playing Mass Effect D twenty, we're actually playing Eclipse Phase. <laughs> Hell yeah! Finally. <laughs> Yeah, maybe one day I'll run it, <laughs> but um, it's got spreadsheets. Yeah, it's got it's got oh, lots yeah. of spreadsheets. Um, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, that was honestly the first time like got, where I got to introduce yeah. the the fact that the like kind of like what how the Yathadi uh, work and like how their whole like technology setup is. Um, how did everybody else like that? By the way, like. We've sort of gotten from Dave. Like Dave seemed to really enjoy it, but like how 
how was everybody else on that reaction? Uh, Aaron, Josh, <laughs> like finding out, like like finding that like Olka was this other person. Like Olka was kind of like for for a set for like half a session was like sort of like a, a double agent to a degree. Or did anyone actually? As I recall, I had already suspected yeah. that of being a thing. I was about to ask, like, how early oh, really? on did okay. you think that, like, like a mind switch thing has happened? Uh, the moment you started running from the yeah, cat, that you were the one. Well, that I wasn't there. sure that it was a yeah. mind switch thing. Pretty obvious yeah. something it did, happened yeah. in retrospect. Yeah, it it did help that yeah I did throw the Zan at you guys at mm. the same time. <laughs> So it was like that extra bit of threat is like, oh god, has he been infected with the with the uh, that that weird purple haze? <laughs> you made him make checks, didn't you? Like to yep. prevent themselves from being, you know, that's what I kind of thought it was. Not touching the thing when I heard it. Yeah, yeah, he had to, he had to touch the node, and then I, uh, I think I rolled something to make because I think I had his will save or something. Like I rolled his will save. Was the purple haze a throwback to Hendrix? <laughs> no, <laughs> not even Joe. Not even the Joe. I, like, I know. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah I'm also hi, Chris. <laughs> I love um, music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. The honestly, the purple haze came out of um, like because I wanted to. I liked the actually good to talk about Borderlands. <laughs> um, in Borderlands, the pre-sequel, there's that one like siren character who has like just these blazing purple eyes. And that's kind of yeah. how I saw the uh, the the uh, the Zan appear whenever they a uh, kind of a mix of that and like how the Guauld in Stargate, um, like show themselves where like like when they're when they're in a, a, a new body like they their eyes just kind of weird like kind of glow for a moment mm-hmm. like with a flash. Okay. So yeah, it was again kind of harkening back to like other sci-fi products <laughs> or sci-fi uh, IPs. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, you guys found out that, yeah, Addo was working for these, the, the seceded variables. You end up going to a different system afterwards, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they found the information they needed for, oh uh, yeah, cause they had, uh, Addo, the, um, the Turian, um, the Turian consciousness and his body. And he basically spilled some of the beans, um, like, like told them where they were heading next, which was yeah. Elodin, uh, because they needed to get. Uh, navigational information from some of the uh, the remnant ships that were all had fell in, that had crashed on Elodin. So yeah. it gave me a chance to go for you guys to see how Elodin has evolved or how, how Elodin has developed in five years, um, and and how we have these the twin cities of New New Tachanka and New Detroit <laughs> and pressure miles. That was the that was the secret for that that uh, adventure was. Um, cause we had Krogan in the team. So I, I kind of, and, um, it had been brought up that like, uh, Seb is a tank born. Like he was one of the, uh, the subjects that, uh, that were able to escape Corliss or, um, when Grunt was being, uh, taken by Shepard in Mass Effect, the Mass Effect trilogy. Like he was one of those tank bred. Um, yeah. so, and then, yeah, he ended up on the Andromeda, uh, in the Andromeda initiative for reasons. Um, and so, yeah, I had the opportunity to have like, well, there's a tank bread and much like grunt runt hasn't gotten the rite of passage. So, uh, why not throw and, and why wouldn't the Krogan secretly have Krogan spore or Krogan spores, <laughs> thresher spores, <laughs> um, yes. hidden away, uh, for their, for their rite of passage. It's part of their culture. <laughs> yep. 
And and this one is like a very straightforward. You you run into the person you learn uh, learn to per, run into a person you learn about crazy car and, and then, you know, it's kind of, oh God, crazy fucking prospector boys. Crazy car, sphincter shaman. What? That, um, because so okay, yeah. So they they find yeah they go and talk to the. Uh, they they get a hold of of Morda the, the the head of the Krogan colonies. Um, what have you been up to? Who then sends them to Karn's brother, who is the mechanic, who's the scrap dealer that you guys encountered earlier. <laughs> um, and he gave you guys the coordinates of where Karn was and such. Um, and then yeah, you guys find the uh, uh, the pillars of of uh, I think it was like the um, the pillars of Kelros. Um, basically, like there's a bunch of like rock formations out beyond the uh, the Sea of Ataraxia, um, or the Sea of Atraxia, where a bunch of Krogan shamans have gone into isolation or uh, gone into some aestheticism or asceticism, um, and that's where Karn was basically growing Thresher Maws so that a new generation of Krogan could have their what a good guy. rite of passage. Um, we're just going to completely ignore. We're just going to completely pass by the. Uh, the terrorist attack on the uh, spaceport, <laughs> yeah. st- and the and the and the possible like collateral damage that happened as a result of it. <laughs> um, we would just yeah. say a clipboard was used. Yep, a clipboard was used. Um, some yep. authority was also implemented <laughs> to make sure that someone didn't go to jail. <laughs> an interesting uh, respect and in- involved, mm-hmm. and an interesting yeah. way to uh, teleport um, a, a an ally into the fray. Yeah, <laughs> by just bio biotically charging. No, no to a location. location to a civilian. <laughs> yeah, to a civilian, and that was where we we got to like because Aaron had 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 told us. Um, by the way, if you don't have armor in this game or shields or any capacity, you're just gonna take. Uh, you're just gonna take. It's an um, uh, what was it? Yeah, it's an auto critical hit. It's auto, yeah, auto crit damage. So double the damage uh, of whatever you're doing. Um, so that's basically to splatter somebody. (laughs) You just Johnny Cage through somebody. Yep. Oh no, no. See, I never saw. There was no chunks. I just saw. Like I saw her. uh, I saw the reception. The the Turian receptionist. That (laughs) I guess we are talking about the terrorist attack on the spaceport. Yeah. (laughs) The. I saw when when Seb when, sorry when Runt biotically charged into the the foyer of the uh, of the spaceport by charging the Turian receptionist who was also um uh I've forgotten his name Striker racist Turian Striker Striker yeah who's who's actually who's who in that moment suddenly became uh, Striker's sister. <laughs> Yeah, uh, because yeah, we we don't we swear we don't uh, we don't no. endorse space racism. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, when when he when he when he hit her, I saw it less of like chunks and more of like an Akira like just spray of of blood across the uh, the wall. <laughs> oh, cool! Just like a there, she just instantly liquefied <laughs> across the wall. <laughs> nice. Um. So yeah. <laughs> uh. But you guys, and then and then he and they proceeded to like belly flop onto one of the Angaran terrorists and take and and like basically like 
hold the grenade oh, underneath yeah. them That's when it right. went off. <laughs> he had a bomb and he was gonna blow it up, and there was like still there's um it would have like yeah there's still people Some in the building and like yeah. it would have blown up uh, the floor above him and everything. So he pinned him down and just held him yeah. down while he smothered him. He smothered the grenade with the terrorist's own body. Episode six, species. So... So after you recreate the scene from the boys where the Flash character runs through the protagonist's <laughs> girlfriend yes. and she is, va- is vaporized. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. we I, I was never more disappointed with you people. Not about that, but but when you actually get out in the desert and then Chris took the scene from Tremors and just filed the serial numbers off and shoved a spaceship <laughs> under the sand, and you're all just kind of nobody. Like, I, nobody caught it. Nobody got it. I am. I am. I am. I am saddened and shocked because I, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm the biggest fan of Tremors, and so yeah, you took that Easter egg in the new Andromeda game and the Dune reference too. Yeah, there is also a Dune reference in the game, but yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah, they they find like the, the one of the shuttles has been buried under the sand. Um, in fact, there's still like power and stuff going to it, but there's nobody in there. And then <laughs> they go down into the cave uh, where 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 uh, Crazy Karn uh, lives. And up. yeah, well, we we'll get to we'll get to that in a second because that's when like they find they find the uh, uh, the ad uh, the Audi puppy. That was uh, that was there. That yeah, Runt almost good. killed. <laughs> like he, I, I, there's a bundle of there's a moving bundle of of like blankets, and he he walked in. Like, All right, I walk up to it, and I'm gonna smash it with my hammer. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, and then yeah, no, uh, um, the Audi survived by like leaping leaping into the arms of the oversight manager. <laughs> And um, that's when a, uh, a a juvenile thresher mob burst out of the ceiling uh, and ate oh, Runt. <laughs> what? Um, and then inside the belly of the beast, Runt met <laughs> Crazy Karn, Sphincter Shaman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because he was going through the different like sphincters of in on the inside of the uh, 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 inside the the guts of the uh, of the thresher mob. <laughs> You're jumping ahead, and a little, uh, yeah, yeah I'm mm-hmm. we're, we're we're zooming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so how do you guys like uh, Crazy Karn, the Thresher Moss? How how scared were you when I threw Thresher Moss at was you? Very in scared. <laughs> Although when they showed up, unfortunately, they kind of died really easy. Unfortunately, partially because like yeah. Seb did blow it up. From to the be fair, you guys, grenades. You, like yeah. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think um, I got one turn. I mean, at the same time, like, sorry. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something you're going to have to get used to, Josh. Like, combat in this game takes forever out of game, but then in game, yeah. it only it's only a couple of seconds mm-hmm. <laughs> at any given time. So, um, six seconds around. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I and, think if you add realistically, if you add like up to twelve or more, I think it. It kind of counts like as two rounds per round, but that's not specified. That's not in the rules. I tried to find something about that, but nothing. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, how'd you guys like Crazy Karn? <laughs> how'd you like the Karn voice? And I guess the is voice more are both amazing in my opinion. Yeah. I, I I again I just love the the idea the I loved it when Aaron was just like 
Oh shit! They're they're <laughs> they're they're growing thresher moss. <laughs> yeah, just like a perfect moment. Oh my god, they're eating her, and I'm next. And they gave me. Oh no! Oh my god! <laughs> I've seen that movie way too many times. <laughs> I own that Blu-ray. <laughs> Chris, what? It, it it came off a trauma stall at a at a horror convention. <laughs> I had to own it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um. And then after that, after you guys freed Crazy Karn from the belly of the beast and uh, realized the predicament here was that like he was growing Thresher Maws um, and he had planned... Uh, oh, and uh, but that wasn't the big threat. Like That actually wasn't the major threat that was happening on Elodin. That was the, the threat was Crazy Karn was working with the... Uh, was, had been working with the seceded variables um, for the information they needed. Like Basically, like he was there there in with the Krogan. So they offered him a means of controlling the abyssal, the giant remnant worm creature that is indestructible. Um, and is just plowing through the, the dunes of the sea of Atraxia. Um, so I basically, I, the thing, the, 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 the obstacle with that whole part of the mission was um, they've gotten their information. They've fucked off. However, they, le- and, and they left one of their own, uh, there, but something has gone wrong uh, inside the programming of the Abyssal, and now it's planning on, and now it's rampaging around, and, and is going to threaten New Tuchanka and New Detroit. So, you guys had to, you guys had to again go into the machine, do some Eclipse Phase bullshit, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and try and figure out what was going on in the simul space of the uh, uh, of the. The pro- the inner programming of the abyssal uh, of the remnant abyssal, and that's where you guys met um another a new uh, you actually met one of the Yathadi Phonotide. Yeah, uh, Adam, do you have any questions for us uh, about this? No, I'm just in here preemptively getting mad at Josh <laughs> for how he handles it. But I mean, it's, it's it's okay. Yeah, you know what? No, yeah. As a fan, like, how was your reaction to this part and like and and our and our uh, our actions? <laughs> This has suddenly become one less die uh, RPG court. <laughs> Josh, dude, it was a baby. It's a little feller. It was a machine. I mean, I would to to give you credit, man. You you did play throughout the course of this game. You have played your um, distrust of the Quarian's distrust of machines to the hilt. Yeah. And also, I mean, I can definitely respect that. So, yeah, there's this, the whole scene with there's battle going outside with uh, the observer uh, machines, and then there's the battle going inside the the little simul space, uh, trying to, you know, reprogram that. And then you, we get to the end of it, and then you just, you know, you deleted the code, and I immediately get like after I finish that, I message Chris and I go. You know, basically, when you delete stuff, you're not really getting rid of it. You're just saying, there's this partition here. You can write over top of this space on this partition. So it can still come back if somebody <laughs> right. does a recovery. Yeah, and, you know, trying to rationalize it. You know who did the recovery? Hilo. <laughs> I'm running a salvage <laughs> off another now. Yeah, no, I am definitely, might ha- I, I might have some ideas now for a... Uh, uh, some kind of like Corian black ops <laughs> or black site going on on Elodin <laughs> on the on the opposite side of Elodin. Yeah. As they as they work through what did I call it again? I think I called that location uh, the Devil's Anus. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, something that Thor Ragnarok. 
Ragnarok. We're going down the big one. The yeah, it was, yeah, I pulled it from yeah, I pulled it from Thor Ragnarok. So yeah, the, the Devil's Aid. Um, it's something. The uh, yeah, the the, the site where the. <clears throat> Well, it's called the Devil's Anus Sorry, in the movie, that? right? Yeah, so it's probably like yeah, something like that, poop yeah. shoot. It's like something adjacent to it. No, I just, I just, I oh, think really? I just, oh, okay. I just wholesale just took the name. I'm sure, that's fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Listen, yeah. They don't, they don't own that. Like nobody's <laughs> like, wait, there's not a copyright <laughs> office. They were like, no Devil's Anus. Yeah, yeah. Ty, uh, what's his, what's the director's name? Tidy Watiti. Um, yeah, uh, Tidy was in uh, the Free Guy. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't he didn't he didn't they didn't uh they didn't get Marvel to like uh, or Disney to, uh to um well they might have gotten Disney to do it. But yeah, Taika Taika Waititi did not get a copyright yeah. to the Devil's Anus as a giant like like not swirling vortex anus. in space. Yeah. Yeah. It merely exists. And, damn it. And it's stuff like this though, Josh that like you know as I made it through the rest of the the campaign listened to it. It just made it just so much more enjoyable. Like, so you've got, you've got that moment where you're, I mean, you, like you said, you only got like one shot off in combat. And then you have this big moment here where you get to make a wrong decision, but you make a decision and it was a, a very big one. It's and not wrong. All, it's renegade. <laughs> yeah. You went, you went straight renegade on this. And again, like, I mean, it's believable the way that way that you did that. And the, like also in this session, I didn't mention it beforehand. I I like the cool detachment that Aaron would had Theo do with this stuff here. I mean, while helping and all that, and it, it really harkened back to just like Chris would tell me about these games that he was running uh, on our Saturdays together gaming, and like uh, he's at one point he's like, I don't know if they're going to be Pathfinders by the end of this, just by like the you know, the actions that you guys have been doing and stuff like that. And then I guess kind of maybe pulling us further toward our end goal here. You, yeah. you, um, I think the next chapter, wouldn't it be, are we coming the next into the, was, the darkness, the outer dark stuff or. Yeah. Yeah. The next, the next chapter was them like, okay, so they've, they've completed Elodin. Yeah. They've got the information they've got. They, they now know exactly where it is. Like they know where the, where the system is and stuff like that. They they're on their way. And then there, we never even brought up Punishar, uh, your pilot, um, your NPC pilot, uh, sends, a, sends you guys a message, tells you all that there are two SOS signals, one in the Ramav system and one about, it's not in any other, it's not in any system. In fact, it looks like it's in a sector of space that's heavily, according to the charts, it's heavily uh, like uh, Scourge. Um. And yeah, there's a distress signal like in two locations. They're on the way, but it's like a slight detour on either one. And you guys chose to to follow those uh, those detours, and you found uh, the 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 um, the light year sized bubble of no scourge amidst a cloud of scourge. Like you found like this basically an empty space where scourge used to be had just been it, now just no scourge whatsoever. And there's just a ship in the middle of this vo- of this of this space, um, and you guys go there. You meet Striker's <laughs> brother. Did we meet a Turian Taronius. that wasn't related to Striker? Addo. Yes, we met Sid. Yeah, Addo. Addo and his 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 wife. Um, uh, name escapes Becky. me right now. 
Decky, yes. Yeah, Decky Primaries. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they were they weren't racist. They were racist. Well, they weren't racist because they were actually very progressive. They were they volunteered to have their bodies like like um they they had their bodies in the uh basically in the uh the service of these this this yeah. virtual race. So they were very not racist. I would like to point out we don't know they weren't related. We never asked. I never disclosed. Don't, don't be that guy. Josh is always that guy. Josh, don't be that guy. <laughs> Josh did not be that. They're uh, all related to yeah. each other. They all know each other. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, you guys found got got the went to the uh, the pirate ship, uh, the the derelict pirate ship that wasn't quite derelict yet. Um. Dealt with the dealt with its crew with, with its remaining crew. Oh God. Got Eric um, pissed at us for taking half an hour to get through a single yeah. round of combat. We yeah yeah we 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 learned from that mistake we 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 tamped down on that because of communication. <laughs> um, you found a piece of something <laughs> that like had like some kind of horrible like kind of mineral like biological mineral thing <laughs> that they had they had captured into their in their in their uh, their hangar bay. Um, that was giving off weird electrical energy or weird energy signals. Um. <laughs> And uh, then after that, yeah, then you guys dealt with yeah uh, Tyronius. You actually captured him alive. However, uh, then we had uh, Runt, who was just like gunning to kill these people. And you guys like, no, we're not killing these people. We're Pathfinders. They're gonna get. They're gonna see. They're gonna see justice, not from, but not at our hands. Uh, and that's where we got the Batarian standoff. Yeah. Theo, um, uh, well, that was, uh, I mean, dude, that whole thing was great. So you had the Batarian standoff, and Theo just uh, puts on his daddy shoes and starts trying to kick a Krogan's ass. It was uh, very brave. You know, headbutts Aaron. the Krogan. Not for the first time in the Or the last. <laughs> yeah. Ow. And then Hilo had a heart to heart with, uh, with, uh, with Runt. Which was nice. I I, yeah. I I think we talked about that during the week too, like that you wanted to have a sort of like a heart to heart like speech or something like with with Runt about like kind of trying to help yeah, connect with you I guys. Previously, and stuff. He was, I literally yeah. made Hilo's backstory that because week. I think previously um, Seb was saying like or maybe in character he said it as Run. I don't recall that basically he didn't really feel any camaraderie between like himself and the rest of us, even though like we've been through yeah. a decent amount of shit at this point. Yeah, he still didn't. His character didn't feel like he was part of the, like a co- like a t- like yeah. a, a family or a team or found family or a team or anything like that. Um, okay, so I don't, don't, don't than family. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, th- but then, yeah, we got that heart to heart and like uh, runt uh, sort of like, um, at at first sort of like, it's like well, yeah, whatever, fine, well, we're not killing him, let us go. <laughs> And then that ends up coming back, uh, like so that sort of like that choice and like that that bit of progression, or that bit of progress comes goes a long way in the next two or three sessions because when you guys go back, when you guys decide to go to the Ramov system after clearing the uh, the derelict and the empty void, you find uh, that there's a massive Ket ship um, that is under the control of the of the Zan. And they have taken over one of the asteroid uh, uh, mining facility, the H three mining facilities, and they are doing something down in the mines. So, yeah, you guys 
uh, managed to fuck that up. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I want to interject, interject yeah. something here real quick. I, I do want to compliment Josh on something okay. here. Jo yes. Josh, you've stayed in the background for most of this. Like either, I mean, it just seemed like Hilo was there. But like, if I were going to think uh, compare you to a like traditional Dungeons and Dragons class, like I would almost, I kind of in my head, I had you kind of pegged, like not stat wise or anything, but like the rogue character so to speak just i mean kind of lurking in the background and all and you know doing stuff and has her own agenda maybe like but definitely with the uh uh you know hatred of uh inorganics and all but like even in this game not only did you have like an, a nice like heart to heart and you you started you probably for the first time just really showed the depth of Hilo. but then that's also the game where you just went you all went balls to the wall in combat and you're like taking a very offensive row and i mean you're not the big krogan or anything like that but you know just going disappearing going point blank and firing a shotgun and then there's that whole great scene that you all did which was well i think this may be what you were talking about with aaron getting a little frustrated with it as uh the Telonius or whatever his name was floating out in space and we're yeah, shooting him to break his shields and then jumping out to rescue. There, like, like that was like even before that. Like Aaron was bitching. Sorry to cut you off, Dave, but Aaron was bitching about that before. Dare you we cut me off while that. I'm cutting off Adam. Um, <laughs> um, what I think we should have done there was like the reason I kept shooting him repeatedly because. I was looking at the stats and what the grappler says. It's like, okay, well, it's, when it's on an unshielded target, it works. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to shoot him. What I should have done was said, Chris, the game says I it has to be unshielded, but because he's not really in combat, can I just lasso him with the grappler and get him over here? And I would have probably just gone with it because yeah, it, granted, it, was it was hilarious that this guy is just <laughs> yeah. and it would space, been being like, fun. well, this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> Just floating in space, getting <laughs> getting shot. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away. Yeah, from I do. Us. I do apologize for. See, I cut off Chris, and I was cut off by Dave, who was then cut off by Josh. But no, but it's it's you know big circles and stuff like that. But like you know, kudos, Josh, on that particular arc of this campaign here. I mean, I I never like I never really saw Hilo as a background character from that point on, and. uh you know, it was it was great and uh, you know excellent role playing. Yeah. Also, and I'm gonna just to cut off Seems Adam. <laughs> <laughs> cut off Adam. Who was uh, cutting me off? Who was cut off by Dave? Who was cut off by Josh? I I do want to say that when I when I said earlier, it's like that it, it all got fucked up. I say that as lovingly as possible because I I knew that could have been an outcome, and it would and it would have been a huge glorious thing, and. Josh, I will never hate you for that. <laughs> it is you did nothing wrong. I, I have to reiterate times, that Chris again. Before multiple times, ERB guys, ERB. I said this multiple okay. times. Right. Um, failure is not necessary. Not necessarily failure. It's like a lot of the times you can fail up, and it makes things better. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big proponent it of shows failing that upwards. We're not games. flawless, you know, like. They make mistakes, like not us as players. Well, yes, as players, but the characters themselves make mistakes. They're not perfect. Because if they're perfect, then there's no <laughs> like there's no drama. You know that the characters are just going to win. Just do everything perfect. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the the main goal of actually even rolling dice to begin with is like the the main rule that I always try to like follow is will this roll like making this person roll this is something interesting yeah. going to happen if they fail? <laughs> like that's that's honestly what you should think of when you're asking somebody to to roll dice in an RPG is like is failing going to be interesting? <laughs> and yeah, from like a story point of view and even from a character point of view it was such a great yeah. time to fail that <laughs> that was failing every role um, that fucking game that was a start so of the session that we're talking about yeah uh, it was yeah. two sessions after jumping he... out in a fucking space for Tyronius too yeah Hilo tried so hard Hilo <laughs> tries hard on everything apparently yeah no for sure um, jumping in space yeah, I, I will say <laughs> What? What? Sorry. Living in a space. Still my fucking goes. favorite scene. Oh, yeah. Well, especially too, because Bunt was just sitting there at the edge too, <laughs> watching Tyronius yeah. float away. Because like combat was done at that point, so he's like, "Okay, you guys yeah. got this." <laughs> yep. Was it's just like, just like so? I probably passed him, patted him on the shoulder, went, "Good yep. luck," and jumped. Actually, was combat done, or were we dealing with him guys... while um the other guy was being combated by other people? Oh no, that other guy. Batarian. If it wasn't done, it was just because it wouldn't have taken that long yeah. if it was out of combat. Because we wouldn't be doing rolls like repeated rolls. Yeah, yeah. So I think we still were in combat. Okay, maybe. Because yeah, it took us forever well, to drop their shields. Yeah, you you made something out of it though, and like I think it was my biggest complaint about this system in general, and. Like, look, I played D&D back in the day, and then I, like, stopped playing altogether and then jumped back in with Call of Cthulhu and games like that and just never really looked back at Dungeons & Dragons. But, you know, from the very beginning, uh, and I'm not criticizing you all in, in any sh shape, form, fashion, but for me, like, uh, the, the gathering of experience points and then the gear and the loot and the things that are associated with, like, just dungeon crawling are not a primary focus of mine and I actually just kind of an afterthought more more than anything like that and up until this point like there were the instances like well I mean they're your goodies and you earned them and I'm not I'm not knocking you for that but like when you all make this kind of decision right here of uh I mean I thought you were just pointing me <laughs> in to get just a shit in the very beginning <laughs> And like, and get I over here! I'm, I'm not convinced entirely you weren't Did until we it, it developed. But like, I mean, I no, mean, you, well, you 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 arrested him, so yes, maybe <laughs> he gave he gave you your precious experience points for beating him. So I mean, you yeah. had to walk in like the fucking well, predator and lay a head down, pretty sure we <laughs> <laughs> just like. Just with his like, with this yeah. like, with the head and the, the spine, sure we, just, like um, raising it up. We set up head. early on that <laughs> um, we don't necessarily have to kill the enemies to get XP. Getting XP from a, a, an enemy is dealing yes. with that enemy. Yeah. Yeah. I believe we figured that out during the the sewer thing, yeah. sewer level with the cat, because we dealt with them. But yes, they were defeated, but not yeah. killed. So you guys still got the experience. Which I think it's a good way to do it because otherwise, yeah. then it's just gonna, it's just gonna help. Uh, it just helps to propagate that very toxic. Yeah, like it makes the death want that, like kill, kill everything. Yeah, that's why Taronis yeah. was pouring in blood rage. 
Yeah. I had to go and kill him. It, it all just it all just really reaffirmed how, how much I love that game. Just by, I mean, this the blatant like, no, we don't need this, blah blah blah, and we'll let them live and like all that kind of stuff like that. So, I apologize for cutting you off when I was cut off then and multiple cut off in the, later on. But you you can continue continue there. I just wanted to take a moment just to tell you all that uh, that was one of the highlights of me wa- listening to this is. Uh, just the, the these uh I guess one or maybe two episodes where uh all this it growth happen happened. over a short amount of time. Yeah, it, very quickly, like you guys started like forming a like oh this this very good progress <laughs> for your characters. But anyway <laughs> um so yeah back in uh so back in Ramav um a choice was made. <laughs> um a choice that was a fail, there was a difference. Yeah, there was a diver there's definitely a divergence because there were two outcomes I saw as a GM in that is like A, you guys manage to lock out their ship and like they're stuck there. And then you guys can go and deal with the big bat with with the boss fight that I had. I had statted out a yeah, whole new I'm alien sure we for like you guys to fight. <laughs> strategizing how we're gonna deal with it previously, because we had like cam footage from the previous week of yep. what uh, the fight with Aria was gonna be like. So you saw like this giant like three-legged like behemoth with like crystalline quills on its back and like a coelacanth or like a like a like some ancient like prehistoric fish's like jaw for a face and you just like yeah you saw that walking alongside like trudging alongside like other ket and like that purple like glow to their eyes so like you saw that thing like doing all this stuff and it was like oh and then you encountered the hissing vibrance, uh, who was the uh, commander of the um, of the cat ta- of the taken cat ship, um, and he he demanded that you guys uh, like surrender because like or, or allow them to do allow them to free their uh, free their free the prisoner, um, and you guys are just like negotiate trying to negotiate with him or like just kind of give him sarcasm <laughs> or snark. Um, and then we do like our snark. We like yes. it an awful lot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then Hilo in the meanwhile, he like while while Olka's there trying to talk to this this cat, uh, Hilo is over there failing his his hacking checks. Failing every fucking roll at this point forward. Ah, so beautiful. And then yeah, like you failed it like one too many times. Like all right, comms cut off. And then there's a big boom, as. The, de- the the all the mining bombs that they uh, the mining uh uh yeah the mining explosives they had down in the mine they've just gone off uh because they're they're yeah. they're sundering the asteroid um the big uh, big bada boom yeah big bada boom <laughs> um and Multiple. then it became a rescue mission or then it became another then you guys had another hard choice after you escape harrowly uh after you went through a harrowing escape <laughs> to the hangar bay. <laughs> Um, was do you chase or do you go after? Do you attack the the giant cat ship, or do you take the wolf pack to the other facilities that are panicking and not sure what's going on? Alert them of what's going on and help them rescue as many people as you can. And Seb <laughs> Runt <laughs> was the voice of reason of like, or was the voice of Paragon. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was. I was so happy. I was like, I was almost in tears. 
was like, he's learning! <laughs> character growth! Well, that's one of the jokes of, like, every character Seb makes has to learn friendship. Yes, exactly. It is true. Every fucking campaign, he has to learn the, the, the it, but then power of friendship. It. It's because the next character has to learn it again. Kind it's got yeah. the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you guys ended up uh, rescuing the, uh, the the folks over at the other facilities. Dave told a horrendous uh, joke about Splinter, about about uh, yeah. about uh, Fishers and Sams, yeah. and I hate you forever. That was good. I was driving to work. I was like, oh, almost gonna I'm die sorry, here. As well, there's a Fisher code to yeah. I think his name is Sam. Green he's got three green lights. I was like, yeah. Seb, I'm sorry, you die along with along with Dave's character. He's like, you know what? That's fair. Uh, I, 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 I love that I have those audio ones. clips separated. I understand. Yes. Honestly, that yeah, in canon, yeah. that should have been Punisher just all over the radio, <laughs> like just piping in. Well, that's what you made the character for originally. It's to make puns to keep yes. up with all of us, and it's like, nope. Yeah. Every time you guys make puns, that's her. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. That is canon. Is that Punisher is the is the the queen of puns? But uh, yeah, then you She's guys, our Joker, as it were. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you guys, <laughs> you guys did a good. You guys kind of, honestly, I think for me, like that was the push to like you guys becoming Pathfinders was not choosing the Renegade option and going and yeah, help sure. and helping and saving people. Like to me, that was your push over the edge, like back over the edge to uh, to Pathfinder them. I agree. It's, As their oversight manager, I can uh, I can concur absolutely that was the uh, that was the thing that got their stamp of approval from that We'd be from their oversight manager yeah yeah no if you guys had just gone in and done like a huge old like gunfight in the in the catch ship to take it like congrats you have a catch ship you're also now on the run from the, from the helios council okay, we have a war. for for war crime we've got a warship <laughs> yeah, Let's do it. yeah. Like, season two will be very interesting <laughs> So that with uh, the set hope scene with front. I mean, that was, and it pretty much it's over there anyway. But that was like that was your a nice chef's kiss right there to tie everything up. Yeah. Um, and then you guys left Ramav and finally got to the seceded variables uh, haven in the, um, I believe I called it the not Serb system. Uh. No, I called it the Nakotra system. No, hang on. It's uh pulling up my notes here. Yeah, the not Serb system. Um and the gas giant, uh which I named the Nakotra or uh, which I named Nakotra. Um and yeah, that's when you guys saw the crown and all the remnant ships that were around it and when you guys got notified uh, got got hailed by the uh the seceded variables. And then your 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 uh, like Addo and a bunch of and and uh, and Phonotide and them piped in. It's like, yeah, no, they're cool. <laughs> j- j- the the jigs up, guys. We got found out. Sorry. Uh, and that's when you guys went to Cybertron. I mean, because <laughs> that's that's kind of what the no what that whole thing was inspired by. To be honest. 
uh yeah legitimately that like this so yeah I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna stay state right now so this entire game's plot was entire inspired plot. by transformers <laughs> yeah like i the 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 athati now have remnant bodies that can change yeah. and alter and transform <laughs> so transformers because like that yeah, because they're mechanicals. Like they're not synth. They're not like synth- traditional synthetics from Mass Effect. They're actually considered a separate uh, creature type. They're like the the remnant bots. They're called mechanicals. So yeah, it, that was basically the the entire premise of like the seceded variable plot. And like it was originally, um, yeah, it's Transformers. <laughs> um, like even the the system's name, not Serb, is uh, just sort of a. a a mash around of Cybertron. <laughs> so now that you guys are completely uh, ashamed of me for doing that, I'll just bow out. <laughs> I, I think I left something in the oven. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's cool, man. And uh, I, I don't know what to say. I didn't make the connection, but now I was just wondering which one of you guys is playing Bumblebee. <laughs> So, okay, if you guys want to know the other... So, Addo Primarius um, Optimus. <laughs> um, oh, shit. De- Deki Primarius oh, was, okay. like, Deki as in Decepticon. <laughs> um, like, so basically, so a little bit of history here, like, GM history. Our Milky Way game, our, our Milky Way campaign that I haven't, like, posted anywhere yet, um, and we haven't really, we never really got around to finishing it. Um... I went hard into referencing a bunch of other things. Like yeah. it was almost kind of like a meta textual campaign where like Starcraft shit was like the Zerg were kind of infiltrating uh, the Milky Way. And part of the reason why I think I lost interest in that game is because I felt that by doing that, like I, I sort of got like cold feet or I, I, it it set like it's sort of that idea of like it was good in on paper, but like in practice it yeah, didn't turn out as much as I'd hoped. As well as I hoped, and then just grab Mass Effect related things and put them together into a, a story. He wanted to try to do something on his own, but I guess it just didn't work out as well as Wolfpack did. Yeah, it to me, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. So yeah, I basically I learned from that previous campaign of the hurricane. Um, uh, where like and and one day if I ever go back if we if yeah <laughs> Adam do you want to do you want to share your uh, your comment when uh, when Aaron post like when Aaron played uh, her, uh, Hurricane uh, for like ten seconds <laughs> right in the very fucking beginning I can't I I was on a road driving I mean I here's a weird thing about this like you guys are talking about all this stuff and I'm like I was on a roof I was on a lawnmower. I was weeding down a ditch because that's when I listen to everything is when I'm doing these manual things. But like, you know, here we are listening to it and then nah, 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 nah. like, well, and then I messaged Chris like, yeah, as a uh, legal representative for the Scorpions, I'd like to issue yeah. you a cease and desist kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it was my daughter's birthday. <laughs> I love that you mm-hmm. remember, like you, like you know, it's like it's five like, p.m. Like <laughs> you come to me on back. the day of my daughter's wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> back from picking up cake at Walmart, and I'm like, Chris, no, he's violating copyright. You're just like, Chris, no. So, so Adam, you need to understand that 
what I'm I'm upset well not obsessed but I was kind of really into that song in part because of what I was doing for work I was working at a call center and uh, we kept getting uh, um, calls from people in Florida because a hurricane had just come through mm-hmm. I was working overnights at the time and every time like every time you get a call that is a stupid question about the hurricane like my service has been out for three days. I want to know when I'm getting it back. Well, is the power back on on your street yet? Well, no. Well, how are we supposed to know? Like, and it's it's just question after question of, of, of random stupid shit like that. Like, what good is your cable yeah. service if you don't have power? I've dealt with Florida before, I understand, sir. Okay, so every time I got a call from florida to do with the hurricane and i keep in mind i'm working overnights there's nine total people working in the building and we have a huge amount of time between calls so nobody's doing anything but we're spread out all over the place as soon as i get one of those stupid calls i throw the phone on mute and i (laughs) shout out that everybody starts laughing because they know exactly what it's about oh yeah and then we ran a campaign in the Milky Way where their characters were the scorpions yes. and they, their ship was called the Hurricane. <laughs> so He was excited playing that. Like, I mean, I was, I was aghast. Yeah. So, yeah, going back... Um, actually how we got the name for the Wolfpack, too. Yeah. As Aaron likes yeah, to we, yep. like, all right, we take the song title and the band name and that's how we do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, because we, we figured out like we wanted a because like the Normandy, like the Normandy is a frigate, like the like the Wolfpack. Well, and... We threw that out after we were going through selections because I remember Aaron and I took going back and forth on this. It's like, oh, we could be the Toasters, <laughs> or, <God>. or <laughs> Aaron looked up like <laughs> this campaign could have been called the Mass yeah. Effect Toasters. <laughs> I remember actually wanting that because it's like oh, the the, the uh, ship can be my my brave little toaster. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So many bread jokes. Oh my god! But yeah, and so burnt pizza. But yeah, so but also in there, and uh, that's also where that's also where we end up like coming up with the the fact that like there's a new shipbuilding company in Andromeda called Sabaton Industries because <laughs> Sabaton is this metal com- metal band that does like World War uh, World War basically they do like. They- they, they do, do songs about stories. World War, uh, like battles and stuff like that, and stories. One and two. Like, yeah. They do more than that. Mark and all. Oh. Yeah. That's dope. Um, because they've done entire ones. Yeah. Just so, and and so they're. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like Sabaton Industries is a human Krogan company, like shipbuilding company. And yeah, they've what decided to keep. the name of the Batarian metal yeah. band? It was 37 Eyes of something. Yeah. Oh, f- yeah. Of death. Yeah. You, yeah. Did you come up with that? Right, yeah, I think I have that written down. Oh, it's great! I loved it. We're not sorry. There's yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah, thirty-seven eyes of death. Also, what's your thing with poking Batarian's eyes out? You did that with somebody else that you were supposed to meet earlier. Like, oh, he's Uh, missing two eyes, by the way. Yeah, his his uh, his uh, his uh, uh, Olka's friend that uh, she brought to the uh, the DLC concert. Obama Dafastar. Yes. But yeah, top left and bottom right eye are gone. <laughs> that I have that actually in his in my notes for it. Shit happens when you're in combat. Like that's why. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, eyes. This is true. 
That's true. Erwin brought a day um, to Seb feeling left out, brought Tyronius. Yep. <laughs> brought Tyronius. Oh, he's on parole. <laughs> and then you guys left him there. Alone. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get that game with such a perfect, like, an anime season. Uh, like, where they go to fucking the beach. Or uh, yeah. Okinawa or whatever that they go to and there's a beach scene. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a hot springs. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's got a date or a friend. Or something like that. Hilo is uh, awkwardly courting this young uh, Quarian. Quarian they saved on uh, on the in the Ramav system. Hello, my name um, is Hello. I mean, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mila Vosquibnarquib. <laughs> like we are, and I honestly I listened to that one like with joy. I was like, oh yeah, I remember coming up with that. Yeah, that, uh, Kiss song title. Yeah, the uh, Hugs concert. Now, unlike Mass Effect Andro- Andromeda, you provided DLC for your players. So, what was that DLC? Uh, that was uh, so like um, every every campaign and anime and and Mass Effect needs the Citadel DLC or a or a beach episode or a hot or, or a hot springs episode. So. Yeah, no, honestly, I honestly the 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 last two episodes of Mass of, of Mass Effect Wolfpack were my sort of like play on the fact that uh, Mass Effect has a history of having a, a special DLC that like lets the player like um, let lo- like Shepard let loose basically and and socialize and have fun right before he goes and fights the the ultimate fight and and we see the horrors of war yet again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to have that in this game where I have like that DLC moment. So uh, I threw you guys a uh, a concert uh, with uh, the scenario was called New Detroit Vault City, which was a play on uh, Detroit Rock City. <laughs> Is Helios United group singers? <laughs> yes. Um, and as in the episode, yeah, like it had an Angaran lead vocalist named Stellara Yavara, a Krogan drummer named Thresher Krant, uh, an Asari guitarist known as the Ardot Yakshi. And a Vorcha lead guitarist known as the Space Case. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> uh, my pleasure. You, that was your unofficial NPC of this campaign. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, like uh, Stel- Stellari Yavara was basically uh, Star the the Starman, uh, which is the basically the stage names of Kiss. Um, Thresher Krant was Peter Chris. <laughs> um, the Ardok Yakshi is the Demon or Gene Simmons. <laughs> And then yeah. the space case was the spaceman. So very nice. Uh, and then yeah, like two days before that session, I had I I, t- I jumped I ran over to Adam on Discord and it's like Adam, I need help. I need to get I need to get these uh, I need to get some hugs hug songs uh like hug song titles laid out. <laughs> what do we got for us? <laughs> what do you got for me? <laughs> and we sort of like brainstormed some uh some kiss songs, but like Mass Effect them. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, thanks for yeah. that, by the way. My pleasure. It was, um, it was a lot of fun to contribute. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like the 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 best the next best thing until like you know when we eventually invited you on the show on to be a player for season two. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> to anybody listening. Adam's going to be in season two of the Wolfpack. Yeah, can't wait, can't wait. Oh, oh God, I love your character so too much too. You, you've literally given us um, a uh, a sympathy pet. 
Like it's definitely that gif of like, I've just met this puppy, but if anything happens to it, I will kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> Accurate. Oh, it's gonna be fun. But yeah, I mean the fun of listening to the DLC with uh, the hugs band. Like I mean I I remembered that that uh, you kinda let the cat out of the back that you were gonna have them fight a gigantic uh thresher mall and all. But I mean I I loved how just everybody had their own little moment. Uh, they get to pick their date. Some of these <laughs> dates were friends that thought they were maybe more than friends. That was a little... Uh, that that, yeah. That Chris just kind of put that on that character. I, I felt, yeah, like, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of like, by, the, by halfway through, I was like, yeah, okay, well, fuck it, let's move this way. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have done more with, like, talking to him and shit, but there's just so many characters already going on. Like, there's yeah. a lot going on already. And the story had to move forward, so I just kind of let him slide into the background a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And the Punisher I mean, gets to leave the ship. Nope. Yeah, Punisher got to go on a go on shore leave and not just to a bar. So yeah, well, how about how about that? I mean, why don't we just start with uh, Dave and shoot through that alphabetically? Like, what was what was your big takeaways from being able to go to the concert and all that? What did what did you you enjoy that your character partake uh, partook in? Or partaken, whatever. In particular, yeah, English is hard. That's yeah, words um, and slight. <laughs> yeah, words are the worst. Um, I, I liked how different it was to everything else because, like, we weren't in our armor, and it was just kind of us being just, you know, oot and boot doing our own thing. And um, there was no combat in the first episode of that because it was just hanging out at the, um, at the concert with all that stuff going on. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember what triggered it, but there was like I think it was like in a mosh pit or something, and I was like, "Was a Krogan being an asshole?" And I like maybe kick him in the quads or something. I don't remember. You yeah, can't remember what you did there, but yeah, basically like they were they they were causing trouble. You you uh, kicked him in the quads, and then like somebody grabbed you and like tossed you on their shoulders, and you were just like suddenly like the queen of the party, yeah. <laughs> queen of the pit. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, Hilo, your date. Who was your date again, Hilo? Uh, Mila, wasn't it her name? Yeah, yeah, Mila. The only other Quarian we came across. <laughs> and swear you're Look, Quarian. man, <laughs> they're, off in a col- they're off on their colony world. <laughs> Look. I mean, I thought it was cool that you took her out and, like, there's, like, a kind of... It seemed like it was reciprocated. Orions kind of are rare. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's, like, 10,000 of us. We're not that rare. rare. I guess not compared to the initiative, no. The re- Sorry, the rest of the initiative, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scale's subjective. And, and there were some Quarians in the concert, too. Like, you guys actually encountered they- a couple of Quarians. They grow pretty slow, though, but maybe that was just the conditions of the Milky Way galaxy. Mm-hmm. Well, the, There's also totally yeah. not a black well, site going on somewhere in, in on Elodin. Yeah, <laughs> there's always like socio, there's always like socio-economical and psychosocial things to be considered, right? Whenever it comes to like how well a race will fare, like in a situation like that, competing well, against all these other keeping races. themselves stable. Like the entire goal yeah. was zero population growth. Yeah, and now they uh, they now have to work. Now they have to actually like 
thrive. <laughs> and they have to cooperate with AIs. That's interesting. Well, that's oh, uh, that dude. Yeah, actually, how? Yeah, actually, like getting over I, your own demons. It's a cool yeah, arc. Actually, I like it. Yeah, and actually, that was something with Hilo too. Like, Sammy was in you at all times. Yeah, I <laughs> it was like, hated it. <laughs> why do you hate this voice? I'm gonna have to get used to it too. Wacken's gonna take good care of you. <laughs> Hilo, Hilo, the Hilo. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't be so I'm just here to help. <laughs> yeah. The question. We Listen to other Christopher Walken. He knows what he's saying. Chris. <laughs> uh, question. Right. You, already, you already alluded to this, guys, with Oka's moment, but like everybody seemed to have their own, like not only did they get to pick their own date and all that, but everybody had their own moment to shine. Uh, for Hilo, what was what was yours? I, I mean, I know it was involving Nilo. You know, I, yeah, I, I think either walked away for a second or lost her in the crowd. Yeah, and found her talking to a Turian. <laughs> yeah, who was like trying to like uh, hook up with her, and like she wasn't really having much of it. So it was kind well, of the I failed, uh, I failed my yeah. like sense motive check. So she was yeah. into it. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, but so then something. Overloaded then, him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah, he overloaded him. Yeah. Oh, nice. And he was holding. I, I think it was because he was holding onto like something. Like he was like leaning on something, and so you like overload lo- overloaded it, and then zapped was, like, him with a speaker it. Speaker or something. Yeah. Yeah. You got a shock. Yeah, it was the super shredder moment from uh, the end of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. It's just like oh, Secret of the Years, like oh, just goes <laughs> flying from the uh, speaker blast. Uh, that's a callback. Uh, Pretty sure that I'm movie's old. Old. <laughs> Aaron was was Punisher. I can't remember. He may have actually not had as much of an option. I can't remember exactly how that particular scene played out. Aaron, do you remember? I don't recall. I remember. I, he took I remember. Punisher. I think it was. He yeah, you took Punisher. Punisher. Um, you took Space Mom, or you took a sorry. You brought a sorry mom, um, and uh, you guys proceeded to have just basically a, dr- a drinking contest <laughs> with with Space Mom. Mm-hmm. I yeah, believe is what happened. Right? Yeah, because the yeah. came up and it's like, oh, I might be interested. We found out she's a fucking super fan. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> I listened to that a little bit today. Um, uh, Hilo hacked her console because he uh, he noticed that she was lying, and then just immediately started playing the last thing that she was playing, which was uh, Hugs music. Yeah, I I showed us her fucking internet history. Yes. Yeah. It worked out this time, but uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, yeah, I, I, it always just, always just comes back to like, drinking competitions with Eric, with Theo. That's what it seems. Uh, he drinks to forget the fact that he's stuck in this <laughs> shitty situation. I think I'm mm-hmm. being punished. You and me both. Uh, well, they, they call me Punisher. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, it's a punishment you cannot know. Yeah. Um, what was it? I was gonna say. I was thinking something. 
for this. Uh, and, yeah, and then yeah, obviously we had Seb and and uh, the the ro- the bromance between Runt and, and Teronius. Yes. Uh. Um, but we'll get back to that in a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, and then yeah, like the idea basically for 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 the DLC was you guys have this like fun time DLC. Um, hanging out at the concert, then oh no, giant Thresher Maw is about to attack the city because uh, the the Hugs concert is u- the Hugs concert's using a Thresher, uh, uh, the um, uh, one of the the hammers for uh, the right of passage to some yeah a Maw hammer to summon a Thresher Maw for its percussions. Because <laughs> for all they knew, there ain't no Thresher Maws here. Whatever, there's no Thresher Maws on Elodin. Yeah, why would there be? So the yeah so the the my as a GM <laughs> I saw three outcomes Adam Adam fell out? no no oh no I was thinking more of the episode where Cartman was like um he thought he was a, he was dead and Butters was the only one oh, that yeah. could see him <laughs> goodbye okay, <laughs> yeah Adam, you okay <laughs> you, you... Yeah, dude I have no idea like Discord just locked up tighter than a drum. Gotcha. Mm. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I saw three outcomes. Uh, either uh, you guys were going to um, like wait for the Thresher mod to, to get to the the concert, and we had to fight it in the it, at the concert stage, like, or you were going to meet it out in the desert, or maybe meet it in the city <laughs> somewhere where there'd be like lots of coll- and and any number of them would have collateral a lot of collateral damage or one would have not so much collateral damage except you guys are the collateral damage yeah so like as as awesome as it would be to fight them in a city like visually or fight them at the concert and have it be like alan wake because i'm pretty sure that was an alan wake thing wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah it was uh um, when uh uh children of the elder gods pl- blaring on like a giant soundstage and you are just fighting shadow demons. <laughs> yes. So, as awesome as those options would be, realistically, not the best choice if we're trying to be good guys and not get people murdered. So we went elsewhere. Murder. Yeah, you guys were just like, well, we're already Pathfinders. Let's fucking just destroy part half of uh, New Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Why not? We've already destroyed the They can't kick system. us out now. <laughs> We're already full fledged members. Black, we're kicked out, <laughs> sitting at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We already destroyed a but major no, refueling yeah. depot. Hmm. Yeah, but you saved it. You saved the people. Uh, what the people you could. So like, you saved like two dozen people. That's more than there would have been. That's that's more people than would have been sa- uh, not saved otherwise. What <laughs> do? <laughs> It was a good callback. The Mako gets to see a little bit of action. <laughs> we have we okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry, not to cut you off, <laughs> but to to bring to, to bring up something about the mechanics of this game. So the entire campaign, we tried using a different homebrewed version of using the uh, automatic weapons in guns in this game, yeah. and it seemed to drag out combat a lot. Until the last two major combat sessions that we had, where we actually tried to use the tradition, like the actual, like as written combat rules for automatic weapons, and it seemed to make it go by a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, because the previous Mass Effect game we did, all I remember is Chris and me and Aaron and everyone involved complaining about the rules of automatic weapons. So I tried to streamline it, and I did. However, 
it made everyone shoot nerf darts, including the enemies. Mm -hmm. Because, like, to balance automatics and, like, uh, weak, fast weapons and slow, powerful weapons, that's just how it came out, uh, the best I could do at the time. You know, you know what the difference was between the Milky Way game and the the, the Wolfpack game? Was it Josh? We hadn't played Shadowrun yet, <laughs> so we hadn't gotten acclimatized to fistfuls of fucking dice. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because we like with a face in or whatever, it's like you have mm-hmm. to roll for all the bullets you're shooting. So you're shooting ten bullets, you have to roll for ten bullets, and it's like, oh fuck, really? That's way too many. I don't have that many dice. And then things changed. When the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah, exactly. But no, Sorry, I had to get that out. It's, <laughs> it's a memetic virus. Thing cha- things changed when I uh, I got a 3D printer. And then dice... Yeah, when we had a 3D printer. People. And then also, yeah, digital dice, Google dice. Yeah. Google dice, honestly, was my friend so hard mm-hmm. in this campaign. Like... No doubt. Used it so often. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm just going to be muted for a bit. No problem. Okay. Um... Sorry, Adam. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. What, no, there, you're fine. Okay. I just had to bring up the the fact that we actually, by the end of the campaign, the last two or three sessions, we actually used the rules as written for for assault rifles and or assault weapons. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, as you were saying, um, we did get to use the Mako, and it did things, and actually earned its name finally because it actually mm-hmm. did stuff without blowing up. Then got well, flipped again. It did. It already had a name. <laughs> It got a kill and, while and flipped, though. I, I just want to say, yeah, I tried killing. I also tried killing that Mako. Like yes. I almost, like I, I, I should. I like part of me, sh- like still kind of regrets not just having the the, the Threshema crash down on the Mako, kill- destroying it. Yeah, uh, it would have been like such a like a beautiful like fine finality to the to the Mako. <laughs> I'm gonna say this though: whatever you were doing, um, whether you were gonna do that or not, my goal was to stay with that Mako. And attempt to kill the thing. So that's fine. Elko would have oh, no, died no, like you, trying yeah. to get a kill with the Mako. Well, no, she may not have died because she, uh, like, I mean, well, depends on if you would have decided to stay with the Mako. No, I go down with the ship. I basically did. <laughs> like, it was upside down with the Thresher Maw coming towards it while it was, like, in a bit of, like, a sink pit or something weird like that. But no, I asked... no, what was happening was it was, it was on the, it was, it was, it was flipped upside down. And the and the uh, the cre- the the thresher mall was like it's stocky, it's stock, like it's giant, like hundreds of feet tall stock was coming down like timber style, like like, and I oh, I had it go. miss, I, I had it miss the Mako where yes. like, but yeah, sorry, I thought you meant like um, before the kill shot. Oh yeah, I was done while it was yeah. upside down. <laughs> yeah, the, the kill shot from from prone. Yep. <laughs> uh, Thus cementing the Mako's name, the pool. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they flipped the bitch <laughs> twice. <laughs> Clone. Uh, and then I did also enjoy uh Aaron's um like biotic charge. Just it, when 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 he ha- when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> Just biotic charge, then biotic charge. Biotic charge again. Yo, dog, I heard you like biotic charge, so I gave you biotic charge in your biotic charge. Yeah, buying off cooldowns is awesome. <laughs> I like that mm-hmm. that's a thing. Yep. Just like. 
That's a really good uh, uh, replication of that sound. Yeah, I, I, I love. I, I always play Vanguard, so yeah. I know the. I know the, uh, and I was always biotic charging things. No, it was like I mean, he he really kind of took the bull by the horns. I mean, everybody participated in that, but like biotic charging and then back in the ship, biotic charging, kind of like I don't know. It was it was very ballsy, kind of like cinematic moves that were going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like to try and and make like try and like set up cinematic situations for them. So, because I I just don't like like it's fun and all to like have like the uh, like traditional sort of like D and D like like tile based thing. It's like cinematicness is so much better to me. <laughs> um, and I think another thing that I do remember about all that is uh, Runt with his big gun and it did jack shit, and he just <laughs> throws it on the ground and takes a hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the uh, what was the the Gatling gun or like the, so the main, like the min- yeah, the Sonid minigun is just like, <laughs> like, and like none of the bullets are doing squat. No. <laughs> so like, well, fuck that. Throws it away, grabs his hammer, just charges. <laughs> uh, I wish he got more and, shots on the uh, Thresher Maw. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, like I, I threw an actual, like a full on Thresher Maw as statted at you guys yes. for that last fight. So thankfully we had the drop ship and the Mako there. Yeah, it would have been a. I th- I feel like it might have been a different fight if you guys didn't have like vehicles. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Much like you know, actually encountering a Threshema in Mass Effect One. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like every time you drop down on an uncharted planet and you find like a uh, the remains of people, and then oops, uh, and then like while you're in your Mako, and then oops, a Threshema shows up and you have to fight it. <laughs> yep. And actually, while we're still talking about Elodin and like we're kind of like finishing, I feel like we're finishing up the. Uh, uh, we're on the we're on the tail end. We're on the very end of the uh, of the campaign here. There is something we have not talked about at all. The sort of a, a an a rock in the room, as it were. <laughs> um, now we're not again. We're not going to talk about uh, a certain somebody's large panda sized um, pet, but we are going to talk about the other pets and the shopping montage <laughs> to get the pets because I okay. I initially threw uh, uh, Addy at you guys, like the little puppy Addy at you guys, for him to be the Wolfpack's mascot and like uh, your your pet, like communally. Yes. But no, you're like fuck that. Wait, we're on we're on Elodin. We're going to a pet shop to get f- uh, to get food for for the Addy. Can we get our own pets? I was like, well, can't say no. <laughs> Realistically, yes, you could. Realistically, yes, to. I could. But uh, yeah, but you don't want me to. And also, like, I don't like again as a GM. I'm trying to not say no. I'm trying to say yes and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, you can have uh, you can have pets, but <laughs> or and you're gonna have to keep them in your hangar bay. Hopefully, there's no air like the, nothing ha- nothing goes wrong and and uh, vacuums the uh, the hangar yeah. <laughs> at any given time. But yeah, let's let's uh, let's explore your uh, like so so uh, Adam when you when you when you saw them how how was your reaction to them like suddenly doing a shopping montage for pets at Pets Are Food? <laughs> oh well, you, you you already know my stance on not being a huge animal lover. I don't hate animals, and I don't want bad things to happen to them. And I got two cats, but I was like, oh Jesus Christ, here we go. This is good. <laughs> I've listened yeah. to other games, uh, and it was, you know, oh, this is going to be the Jeep Gladiator Delta Green game all over again. Like, here we go. 
<laughs> yeah, this is gonna be our that's yeah where it's half an hour searching for yeah um also if, if you haven't listened to any of our other games you, you, you will know you will note that aaron always has a dog in games <laughs> not almost true. always not true look at the rec search uh, he has a platypus. Um, excuse me, excuse me. I do have a dog in the rec. He's search. the biggest dog. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Yeah, you. How did any of us forget <laughs> Fenrir? <laughs> yeah, uh, Adam. That that's a campaign you may want well to listen to at some point because uh, it's well, the first episode. Isn't it? Yeah, the first the first episode's out. But yeah, like I think like halfway through the set through the game campaign, Aaron acquires Fenrir. The, the the god of or the dog of Norse mythology or the wolf of Norse mythology. And he's like Clifford the Big Red Dog sized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a, he's they, they he basically and he he basically has a uh, a horn of summoning that he can summon Fenrir as a kaiju monster to fight. <laughs> the only problem is is that actually using that horn, even if I'm at full health, could kill me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think you know, knowing what I know about you all and your love of animals, it, it, it was it was very endearing. Just <laughs> I didn't know what what to expect in the beginning, and then the cat kind of turned into pets too. <laughs> yeah, in a way, I kind of wish I didn't uh, pick up a pet at Pets or Food because there was already a lot of characters, and I already have two quote unquote pets in the cat, as you say. Like I already have well, extra you want... things to worry about. Yeah. I mean, if you want for season two, we can say that the cat have been moved to a uh, a rehabilitation site, like for uh, to be like kind of like so they can like figure out if this can be used on other cat or the, the the sort of like rehabilitation can be done on other cats, so that like maybe we can like like you like you gave in that stirring speech to the council. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. And again, yeah, like you, you, uh, I get, like I said in, um, like at the end of of the last, of like the last episode of the campaign, um, I, I love how we followed in the in the tradition of Mass Effect, where like Mass Effect One, the Geth are the baddies. Mass Effect Two, Legion. Mass Effect Three, uh, the um, the uh, or uh, the Geth are no longer seen as the villains, really. Um, and there, you're able to to forge a truce or a peace. And then in Mass Effect Two, the collectors are the baddies. Mass Effect Three, well, in the multiplayer, you can, you do, you are able to acquire a squad of uh, awakened collectors who are uh, like because of the Leviathans. Mm-hmm. Um, like so it's just sort of breaks the war. Yeah, I know, and like, and also like, who's to say that that those aren't actually just Leviathans controlling those guys? Exactly. It- that's um, but uh... regardless, like maybe you know what? Fuck it. Like it still falls in line with with Mass Effect trend of your villain today is your friend tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like I I would love to see that in Andromeda if they ever did a full like actually did a proper sequel to a Mass Effect Andromeda the video game mm-hmm. where we actually see a uh, like we saw like uh, dissension in the faction of the Ket like the the Ket Empire. Um, off wherever it is in the galaxy isn't in league necessarily with the Archon. The Archon was doing his own machinations when he discovered the Scourge and the Jardins remnant tech. So, and like, so like there are, there are splinter factions within their society. So maybe they aren't all like super tyrannical, um, 
uh, like Borg like because they're, they're really just biological Borg. Um, but yeah, maybe there maybe there's a group of them that is that's a little bit more like harmonious with other species than just like no, we're going to assimilate you. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was something that like I think that's why I I loved your I loved Dave, uh, Dave's and Olka's um, uh, attempt at rehabilitating the cat so much. Mm-hmm. And like you're pushed for that, so. Oh, and you did a great job role playing them too, like the the unsure but very, um, like living by the word kind of like honor that they had. I mean, it was yeah. The uh, the, there's like, a, the nobility but, to it. Yeah, it's just sort of like, uh, what what do we do now? <laughs> Like sort of a, I was just honestly trying to like copy what they would, what the kind of things that they said in the game. Like there, I remember there was one mission in on on Bold where you encounter an Angaran who is like torturing one, and and the cat is just asking to die. It's like please kill this one, <laughs> and you you can put it out of his misery and tell the and tell the Angaran to move on because this thing doesn't isn't going to know where your family is, or you can let it let the Angaran continue. And I always. Put the one, put the cat down because yeah. put it out of its misery. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I just kind of, and again, like there's other like parts, like they they are an intelligent species. They just they have this sort of doctrine to them. So I tried to keep that in mind when I was role playing. Uh, yeah, uh, Karshan. Uh, <laughs> uh, what what it, what it, it's it, it's it forms cat <laughs> when when the three of them are together. Aragorn and Trevor, Trevor. Ericor and Trevor? Trevor. Trevor, yeah. Trevor. Tre- yeah. Yeah. There was a fourth God. one that was also team, but he got Spartan kicked. Yeah. He yeah, he's no longer I, I think I actually deleted him, his his name yeah. off the list. Yeah, Karshan, Trevar, and uh the other one. Ericor. <laughs> Ericor. Ericor. Yeah. But yeah. Um so I think I think that puts us to the end of the oh does that oh we're still I guess we're still on pets <laughs> um, yeah so yeah you you got a uh, you got a a Karelian, a Charillion yeah. or a, Adam I'm gonna let you try and pronounce this name <laughs> of this oh, of this shit. of this Fine. animal species <laughs> no I I need like I need like somebody else needs to try and like li- like read this. <laughs> All right, let's put the guy. <laughs> I'm your man, I guess. Okay, let's see. It's in the chat. Yeah, it's in the group chat. <laughs> the general chat. Charillion? Charlie Rion? Charlie Ryan. Like Chalice? Like Charlie? Maybe the Y is silent. Yeah. Just Charlion? Charlion? Yeah, Charlion. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe it's Calrian. I don't know. Like I, I wish they would have pronounced it in the in the game at some yeah. point. It would have been really nice. Why put um, a fucking Y in it if it's going to be silent? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah like I'm not yeah. going to ask the real question over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you have Gus the Calrian. The Calrian. Is that what you named um, Gus? Yeah, he named it Gus because yeah, his colors are analogous. <laughs> Rickets. <laughs> yeah, that's why I named him that way. I just imagine that gif of like the guy just like, huh? <laughs> really? Yeah. And I believe this species does end up becoming like the wraiths, right? Yeah. Like they were. 
the yes. uh, the yes. the yes. yeah, they were the the species the sapi. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, because they have like the same cloaking ability. Yeah. That's another reason I wanted him because I also have a cloaking ability. Mm-hmm. So does Halo. Hmm. Indeed. And then what what did we name Ad- the Adi? I believe it was uh, Quattro. Yeah, Quattro. <laughs> I named him after the Adi. Quattro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, Josh had, or uh, sorry, um, Hilo had Opdisk, the yep. Varen. And then uh, again, our absent player, <laughs> uh, uh, Seb, uh, Runt had Bruno, the A Rock, or the L Rock, his little adorable Raincore. Pretty much. I, yeah, honestly, in season two, if, if you guys still have these pets on the ship, like, I. Congrats, guys. Um, uh, Runt now has a mount. Because <laughs> that's how big that fucking thing's going to be in season yeah. two. <laughs> you guys have a fucking. I get my round two. <laughs> yeah, a feet. You have a fiend. Uh, he has a fiendish, uh, a fiend mount, <laughs> basically. But um, yeah, but that's what almost killed me. That is not true. that exact yeah. one, though. No, it was no, a different. Spe- it was a different one. It was that was Big Bertha, and we killed her. Yeah, killed the shit out of her. Yeah, you may be having yeah. some flashbacks to being pummeled into the ground by it, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, I just imagine like Kill Bill themes, like. Uh, but yeah um and i guess another thing that we didn't we haven't really brought up yeah so we had like also uh uh, some other npcs that you guys have and we'll carry on into season two um steli uh decided to stay with you guys at the end of the campaign Mm -hmm. uh so you guys have a have a a a salaria or a salaria you have a hanar doctor in your med bay um, because all of our campaign, our all of our Mass Effect campaigns must have a Hanar Doctor. <laughs> Do we have one in the previous one as uh, well? Yep. Okay. Uh, you guys acquired him in the first session. Uh, hang on, what's his name? Because it was hilarious. At least I thought so. <laughs> and that's what's important. <laughs> uh, it was uh... <clears throat> this one is tediously tenacious in the pursuit of knowledge and healing, but. This one can call this one Ted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this one. Uh, and then I think did I give Steli a uh, full a huge name? Yeah, Steli's full name is um, <clears throat> this one is Stardust caressing the tide of solar winds, but this one can call this one Steli. <laughs> Wait, is that is that a Hanar with a personality disorder? No, those are two different what? Hanar. No, they're two different. Oh, uh, oh okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I just I have just, one. For some reason, I, I was just imagining one talking to itself, and I'm like, oh my god, that would be so fucking confusing. Oh my god, for everybody. <laughs> oh, learning is also no. face, uh, face and soul names. New idea. New idea. I'm writing it down right now. Hanar with split personality syndrome. <laughs> Great. Oh my god. Everybody cares. Just an idea. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so you guys have Steli. Uh, um, and then, of course, like like we said, like we brought up earlier, Sammy, your Wolfpack Samnold, uh, please share with the class uh, what you think of your Samnold. Is the best Samnold that could ever be noted. Nope. Nope. 
So would Chuck? Could Chuck? Would? So I have a question, Josh. Do you hate Sammy because Hilo is uh, against AI and such, or do you hate Sammy because he's Christopher Walken? Yes. And yeah, cool. even more such, because that's just crazy. Just yes. <laughs> And I love Sammy and his voice because it fuels that annoyance. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I just don't recall you complaining about any other uh, Christopher Walkins that show up. And oh, I do. do oh, he does, he's done it. It seems like you're complaining to continue the complaining in regards to Sammy. Like it always nope. dates back to him. Nope. I, I complain on Rex Surge. Yep. Yeah, he complained to Rex Surge. I wasn't there for him in Flotsam. Yeah, well, in Flotsam, he was dead by season by session one. Yeah. So I was mid session one. Yeah, you just yeah, you bring guys... him back as a clone or something. Yep. Nope. Being... Well, he, it was just a, it's just a voice. I can always give him a, give a new character a voice. Yeah. <laughs> that voice. That's right. Right. Oh, I guess right. Some, just someone similar. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta ask Adam, how do you feel yeah. about Sam <laughs> and and, oh. the, and the walking voice? Hey, it has character to it. I, I didn't mind it. I have a response for it if it ever happens to me, but I don't want to blame. I don't want to just let that cat out of the bag yet. But I got oh some. I've, I've, I've thought about. I've thought about this. <laughs> I start talking. Either... Mute. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Well, being a man who has hearing aids, I can. I actually have the ability to shut people off like that. So it's it's you know, it's a possibility. Don't but, worry, I'll edit this out. <laughs> as you leave that in. Ass. But, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> in. In all seriousness, I do. I, I, I agree with the like Sammy, and I am looking forward to my interactions if they do, in fact, happen. Because I don't know what's in a big, your big scheme of things. I don't know if I'm chipped or anything like that to begin with. But um, I think, well, that is. Whoa. Sorry, Dave. I believe whether or not you're, you actually have the Sam node installed, you still have. Like him through like an earpiece, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty um, sure that's what, like all um, the uh, yeah. Aaron's character. That's had. how yeah. I use him. That's what Theo had. Yeah. Well, yeah, because in in again in the video game, uh, Ryder had like everyone had Sammy, but Ryder had the more advanced suite of Sammy, like that could actually affect his physiology. Um, and like Pathfinder. And the Pathfinders, like as a whole, like they get the the perks of like modifying their their uh, their profiles and or like, I think I think the the Pathfinders get like <laughs> like a bunch of like added in from added like benefits from Sammy because of like the, uh, because of their integrated symbiosis to it. But like the path the human Pathfinder had like even Probably more testing. special uh, profiles and stuff of like that because um, their their Sammy was the most advanced. Yeah. So. But yeah, all 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 squad mates were able to talk to and like interact and like ask Sammy for things and stuff like that. So yeah, don't like that. That was something that I was I was happy for because I I was worried initially in this campaign that because Aaron wasn't going to be playing a Pathfinder, he may not be able to get some of the benefits of being a Pathfinder mm-hmm. like from Sammy. But then I realized, no wait, your squad mates get benefits or like are able to talk to him and do all this kind of stuff with him. So. It's just the Pathfinders get like a secret, um, uh, like channel with him. Move. Like no, they get like a private channel with him, and it's like, man, that Theo guy, <laughs> what an <laughs> asshole, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like no, like it's not like yeah, it's like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, like you guys have like a private like channel, uh, like voice channel with him and and such. Um, 
and yeah, like based on some of the stuff that we've talked about, Adam, for for your uh, your character, um, maybe you will have like something like for your like like something, or maybe you, maybe there'll be like a like a, like the stepping like the uh, the sort of the set like the the starting point or something like yeah, that. First Forge yeah. Pathfinder, perhaps. Well, okay, so <laughs> yeah. this seems this actually seems like a, this does seem like a good point. At, we've talked for like almost two and a half hours, I think, at this point, maybe three. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, depending on how the recording, mm-hmm. how how much I edit and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so I Wolfpack one season one. Um, honestly, probably one of my favorite campaigns. Yeah, mine too. That we've done. Um, top I had a float like like I top three. Well, <laughs> wow, thanks, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Josh. <laughs> Has he only been in three? Yes, he's only oh, been okay. in three campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, five if you include number. five if you include our our well six if you include our Pathfinder uh, games our Star Wars games and our uh, uh, Frontiersman games. We're not <laughs> so, done. All right, let's not include those yet because we're not done them. Yeah, they're also pick up and play games. Yeah, but regardless, um, yeah, this seems like uh, like yeah, I I really enjoyed the Wolfpack game. Uh, for me, it was really good to have a like a plan ahead of time like uh, like and have a have a mission for you guys to go through and to see it completely go through there were some hiccups here and there um but like campaigns always change and modify based on the actions of the players that's why it's a cooperative storytelling medium mm-hmm. so um and there's things i would have done different I, I i think i might have tried a little bit differently like i i think i brought it up before i would have probably tried to keep the mystery of the Yathadi, like and their actions and what their plan was a little bit more uh on the uh, I would have kept that a little bit more under the hood until you guys actually got to uh the N- Neketra planet of uh, the planet Neketra where you would encounter the uh the crown installation and like all their their setup and such yeah. killed that annoying Cory but... and Hilo <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it, if it wasn't for that quarian. Zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, how, how did everyone else feel about the campaign as a whole? Uh, I guess is the kind of rounding off thing there. Uh, Which hole? Starting, starting at, at Dave. Sure. Um, again, I, I, I already agreed with you when you said that uh, it's one of your favorites or your actual favorite. And I agree. It was it was really fun going through. Um, I liked making my character. It was hard to narrow it down onto what I wanted to do because I like Mass Effect. And I like a lot of things in Mass Effect, but I like the character I came up with, and it was fun going through. Hey, you brought up uh, off recording that this might this might actually be a good time for us, like to have like how. Like, how did you envision your character, and where did you see uh, where, and like, how how has it oh, changed yeah. since you first came through the character? Well, basically, my <laughs> creation process for making my character was just like in me playing Andromeda. Uh, on <clears throat> my main account, I was on my main character. I was just uh, a sentinel, and I just used whatever I want as I was going through the game. But the second character character I made was um. My plan was just to use all cat stuff because I really like the the look and feel of all the cat weapons. So I just took that and yeah. put it into here, basically. And 
Yeah, normally sure. like um, uh, defensive power stuff, like tech armor and stuff like that. Um, but I made her a batarian, so I took the uh, the blade armor on top of that just to get that as well. Down the road, I'm planning on getting fortification as well, so I could stack both of them. Which I think would look cool because yeah. if I have fortification on, it has like that so smart. It has that white glow. But if I if I hit yeah. the blade armor underneath it, the white glow will just like start. It'll grow out into the spikes because the spikes will push oh the fortification God. out. Look cool. So it'd be a knight in shining armor, yeah. basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In bright white um, hexagonal I'm armor. Sneaky, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah I definitely agree like I like the I love the the design of the cat like tech and the, yeah, that's weird it's very geeker-esque like very um uh like HR Geiger and like very aliens yeah. in a way and uh yeah there's it, radiation <laughs> what said Geiger so he brought up the radiation oh, God yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it gets across the idea of a perversion which is what the kids were. Yeah, yeah, they're basically like Geiger aesthetic uh, bio Borg, basically. Like they were, for all intents and purposes, they're the Borg from. They're they're basically like a religious sect fused with the assimilative culture of the Borg. Um, Chris, are you talking about the same Geiger that designed the aliens? Yeah, H.R. Alien? Geiger. It's oh, dude. And- so scary. His artwork is so yeah. scary. Like uh, his alien stuff is like tame compared to like everything. Oh yeah, else. the dude had constant yeah. Check. Like, he pulled that shit. From he he made it. He, yeah, yeah. He pulled it. From I his researched nightmares. him whenever I was in uh, college. It was fucking. He was just like he was perfectly terrifying <laughs> to me. I was yeah. Like, oh my god. Dude. He actually had a, there was actually a dance club or a cafe that was all of just Geiger, like just his design. He designed it like nice. completely. Really? And that's just terrifying. Yeah, he was also uh, responsible for a lot of the concept art for actually the, uh, all the artwork uh, of a of a, some computer games in the late '90s, early 2000s called Darkseed, um, where like a, an artist go gets sucked into like another dimension, and it's just Geiger oh, dimension. <laughs> it's just the Geiger. It's just basically Geiger's painting. It's I, I think it can be said like Geiger or Geiger or whatever. All right, we're bringing basically up a lot. it's we're gonna need a Geiger count. Okay. God damn it. I think it depends on whether they were from West or East Germany. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, anyway like basically yeah, it, his his artwork is very like yeah, very like 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 Adam said, like very kind of um it it, it sort of uh portrays perversion. Yes. <laughs> because of like the way it like how like it bolts in on itself, it's all like curvy like, and touch organic. Yourself perversion or like touch other people perversion. Both probably. Serious question. Yeah. No, yeah. No, honestly, like, legitimately, like, as an art, stu- as as somebody who who's gone to art school, probably both. <laughs> yeah. There's always, Given Geiger's like good, bad touch or bad bad touch. When yeah. you're looking at anything yeah. in regards to his stuff, there's always like a penis shape or like a vagina shape all, everywhere. Yeah, oh, and like just gotta industrial... put that behind a door yeah. or like a cardboard box. No, it's like pretty. Popular. Okay. Anyway, so nobody can see your body at all. Like you don't want yeah. people to see it. Regardless, so. all this gear talk yeah. aside, that is not the reason that I like the cat tech. I honestly, <laughs> no, and, tech, and, uh, yeah, the visual. I like it just because it looks kind of Grenier, honestly. <laughs> from Warframe, which it does. Again, to be fair, Grenier were pulled from like 
stuff not not specifically just from like geiger but probably from like the 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 aliens and it's that kind of like curvy arc like organic tech yeah it kind of like harkens aesthetic. back to steampunk, like with their other technologies, like with the pipes. I feel like it's very pipey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In places like bulgy and organic and then just pipey. Yes, it is mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pipes. The pipes. pipes. Yeah. In regards to how so, she's going to continue, I don't really know. No problem. Um, whether or not she's going to be able to make it more mainstream for... Uh, Kept to be uh, converted back and regain their. Hum- no, I was going to say humanity. That's not the right word anymore. Um, their Angaran selves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not even that. Like if they just their new selves in the bodies that they are, like they're probably yeah, not going to be able yeah, to be Angaran like, again. But they can still be them. Is the long story of that? Yeah. Yeah. Like at least find some kind of like middle ground, or like find some way to like to have yeah. acceptance. Um, and I guess next up is, uh, Aaron, where, how, how did you see your character when you first started this, when we first started this game and where do you see it now? Like, how has it changed over the course of the game? Well, I mean, when I first made this character, I basically made him as a, a backseat driver character because, um, I'm used to playing in much, 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 much smaller groups. Yeah. Like we used to where, um, run games that were just you and Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Where the and story we... at least half revolves around me, if not more so. Yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't want to be a Pathfinder because I didn't want to steal the spotlight. So. I kind of made him as a as a character sit in the back seat, and he worked really well for that. So you've enjoyed the uh, being Great. the backseat uh, observer and driver. I have, I have, because whenever necessary, I can step in and do shit. Um, but it's often not necessary because these guys got to handle their shit however they uh, feel it's appropriate to do so. And I feel like it's Sometimes also something in very inappropriate ways. Yes. Which is more mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. And I feel like it is something that's that's come up a lot, especially in in recent in the recent years that we've been gaming. Um, both in and out of game, you're making uh, you're making these characters and also like playing like this this kind of archetype because um like you've said it before, like you want the other the the new players to to have to kind of like get in like come into their own in the games yes but that's mostly over now i'm gonna balthazar this shit back up again all right (laughs) yeah theo's done with this shit i'm the captain of the wolf pack now i'm the captain now Theo cuts the engines he can't get it (laughs) theo can't take it anymore i don't even have sammy he just he, Theo just biotically charges Hilo into the core, into the drive core. <laughs> All right, your ship is now broken permanently. You'll need a new core again. And for context, what I was talking about before, <laughs> near tech, like that wep- that weapon I just posted there as a picture, that looks like a ket weapon to me. Oh, that yeah. one specifically. Yeah, the other ones the, don't look the... as ket, but that one really does look ket. But yeah. Uh, anything else, Aaron? Or 
No, no, that's largely it. My character, I feel like he grew a little bit, but mostly he just grew to like his uh, charges a little and bit. Hate your job more. And now really? he's got one hell of a job <laughs> in front tired. of him. Just now, honestly, I, I like <laughs> he grew. That. How like you're? Yeah. I know you haven't really said it in game or nothing, but you said it out of game enough that it's basically canon that he was just like realizing that doing a good job just gets him more work and harder work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're. I feel like we definitely need to have a a uh, not maybe not a breakdown <laughs> scene, but like a scene where you voice this. Like maybe you're coming out of the like we have like in in season two, like at the beginning of season two, we have like a scene where you're like leaving the uh, the meeting with the council, and you're just like walking down the down the hallway, just like just like bickering to yourself. <laughs> I feel like we might need that scene <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. Perhaps at some point, yeah. Or just like maybe sharing a drink with with Punishar when she asks like where what what the next set what what's going on next. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, I'll have to, we'll have to set that up. That. Yeah. Um, and then Josh. Hi. Hilo. Before and and, and how how did it start and how's it going? Uh, how did it start was Josh could play a Quarian. Yeah. That is honestly how it started. Just, ooh, I could do this. I like Corians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Corians are yeah, fun. They are. My immune system never came into play, but damn it. Yeah, well, because you uh, never got, you never got. I am a shield. Or you never got like more. I'm, I'm a shield tank. <laughs> I, I kind of made myself to buff everyone and keep everyone alive, but I think I did my job too good, or maybe just the rules <laughs> no, well, that we did. How dare you? <laughs> like the rules we did made everything like do too little damage. So yeah, like, shields yeah. barely pop. Well, ne- well, season did. two, it's going to be a little bit. We're, we're going to bump up the difficulty sure. a little and bit. My shields maybe. never popped in game. Yeah, and me and Chris have yeah. done one duel so far to get uh, acclimated with the the combat rules. So. Hopefully, perfect. <laughs> when we go in there, we'll know how to do shit, so we won't be spending multiple minutes just looking up how to do things. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, I, I gotta go to bed. Okay. Okay, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Aaron. Good night, sweet prince. Good night. <laughs> Sleep well. Take care. <laughs> Finally, that guy's gone. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> The overseer's gone to sleep. Now the now the pathfinders can yeah. can play. Uh, I have a I have a random question. What would be like a stupid thing to see an Angaran do as a profession? Just because I'm trying to make a list here and I'm having a really hard time with the Angaran. Because <laughs> they're like survivors. They're kind of capable of doing anything. Insurance um, broker. Oh my god, that's cool. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. What? I don't understand why insurance. Insurance secretly? I'm just I'm just coming up with like really funny NPC ideas. Okay. Ever since ever since the Hanar with split personality, I've just been trying to go through every race and figure out something. Or just silly. so you have a nice Rolodex and, uh, and you can pull a character out. Yeah, and soon I just want to review uh, it with y'all if don't you don't worry. mind. Yay. But sorry, back to Josh. <laughs> so so Hilo was just sort of spawned out of Josh wanting to play wanting to play a Korean <laughs> and coming up with pun names such as narcolepsy. Yes. Yes. I I, I love I, your pun names. 
I still want to run a game. Really I do. might I might try and force you guys to run it, run run a Mass Effect game in in Scum and Villainy. Oh. Um with the the smuggler um starship so that we can get the um uh the Celine <laughs> so that you guys are all um the the Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thorium blockade runner. <laughs> Yeah, you're a blockade Does runner. Does that mean that we can do slides now after we run? Like we can, yeah. we can, we can Call of Duty it. Totally. <clears throat> Sorry, Wait, does Adam, Halo that, have slides? That... No, that's fine. Okay. Yes. Um. But yeah, sorry, Josh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so the narcolepsy. Yes, the narcolepsy. The colepsy was really fun. It's a. Why does everyone name. say I'm so sleepy? <laughs> it's a human thing. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> But yeah, it's, then I got a backstory out of it because it's like, ah, shit, Seb, that, 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 all right, backstory, ag. Need yeah. something. This was also- yeah, no, I like how the, 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 your, your bonds and your, like, your background sort of, like, flir- uh, grew as the game went on. And there was also the fact that this was the first, uh, character that I was actually, Wanting to actually RP the shit out of. Yeah. Awesome. I was just comfortable enough to do it now. It's like, all right. Yeah, because you know Orion's yeah. well, well enough that you can just yeah, get too. right in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the last episode, you were sounding pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think just that missed the last forty-five minutes of the second episode. <laughs> I think we should do more. Like I, I, I'm going to try and put a little bit more emphasis on like some role playing segments, like even some like just some scenes, maybe like on the ship. Sometimes I, I need to try and force myself to do that to throw it in there because I want I want to see more of you guys like interacting with each other, interacting with the NPC characters, yeah. having fun with your character when in the yeah, downtime. So you say all this. Go ahead. All right. See, so you say all this. I almost want to retire Hilo at this point and bring in fucking no- another character idea I had. <laughs> I mean, I if you want, I know, but Adam, too, honestly, no. like, I, I know. Because awesome, if you want to retire, there's so many awesome characters to make. I know, I know. I mean, you yeah. hear that? You hear that, Adam? It sounds like your character mm-hmm. might be able to fill in that slot. <laughs> I mean, well, I did kind of create him just to be passively aggressive against Hilo. <laughs> That's the thing too. It's like if I do this, That's... it's like shit. I'm gonna miss out on this opportunity with Adam. Yeah. <laughs> we have to yeah. draw a new sprite yeah. too. I, I look, Josh. Like I'm unofficially going to be your best friend in this game. <laughs> like, I, you're not going to want me, but God damn it, you got me. And it's like, it's, 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 that's how, like, as I listen to you play, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to have the same kind of stats as him in certain things. He's going to feel intimidated or like they're trying to push him out and I'm shit like that, and I'm going to be super nice. <laughs> he, you, you do fire, yeah. he does ice. <laughs> that might actually be what happened to uh, I, I, like, I, Fuck I, it, I'm out. You guys got this guy, I'm Almost took a damn drone just to be like. <laughs> I okay, Adam. Adam, Adam when you, the hunter have? Adam, when you said like it's like you, you know you know Josh, I was, I was like uh, I'm I'm gonna I was actually working to be passive aggressive, your friend, and I I immediately visualized you just wrapping your arm around his shoulders like <laughs> like like Buzz Lightyear yeah. and Woody, seeing <laughs> like, Hilo and Crick hugging it out now. Yeah, or just like. Well, Hilo, I'm gonna be your new mm. best friend. Honestly, <laughs> uh, what I think I might do then is just like play the first half ca- half of the campaign as Hilo. The before that, and just like, I'm just like, 
Fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> and that'll bring in the new character. <laughs> we'll see if that yeah, happens. We'll see how things play cause... out, but yeah. It's yeah. so painstaking. You almost have to go level by level in your head or take note oh, will, of it before you actually complete your damn character. I will put that character like as fucking uh, starting level. I don't care. <laughs> we, <laughs> not just on, on like, we, we've talked about it not only on this show or on, on, on One Less Die, but we I've talked to it, I think, two or three times with Adam on RPX. The complexity mm-hmm. of this system and its character creation. <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. It was, it was it's a fun weird. system though once you learn it though it is it does work yeah it's just very front heavy it's, yes it likes guns it really really like how guns. I, there has to be a better way to streamline it yeah. other than just the dice it's like how it describes Shadowrun setting up a character is like doing taxes but it's like smooth sailing after that yeah yeah. So that's why I chose one shot weapons and melee like yeah. fuck man but there is advantages to uh, to heavy weapons and full auto weapons because you know support fire and um, barrages assault. Like if you do get somebody cornered, at, like in shotgun distance, let's say, like an assault rifle can be pretty pretty danger close if you want to use that terminology. Yeah. Now we we kind of I do apologize for hijacking this in advance, but I'm still hijacking so. <laughs> You can gauge my sincerity <laughs> as we keep going through this. You only need a box cutter. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many I have? I'm... Oh, national tragedy. Moving on. Uh, but um, no, in all seriousness, um, like I've enjoyed like taking part in this uh, discussion with you guys. Uh, you know, dream come true. It was fun to, to listen and you know to be given as. Uh, Chris has kind of revealed here that I, I was going to be playing a role in the uh, follow-up campaign. There, it's it's just, it feels so weird because I mean, I you hear about these backstories of these characters in games that you jump into midway through, but I've I've listened to them and I've spent fuck dude, you know, probably twenty plus hours listening to these games and stuff like that. So I I've like you know, I, I'm entering this with this. This uh, this background knowledge and these feelings for these characters, and I get to, uh, an opportunity to you know uh, interact with them, and I get an opportunity to, like I said, be passive aggressive, <laughs> like Hilo's best friend and stuff like that. And I don't even I didn't even know Josh when I even I was like, you know what, like yeah, like we we were rolling it like it was me and Dave and Chris, and Chris was sitting there just kind of. Like going over character creation briefly, I'm like, he's like, "Well, Josh has that skill." It's like, "What well, does he now?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm gonna take yeah. cloak. <laughs> I'm gonna take drone. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just kept doing that, and it, it was fun. And uh, you know, I'm kind of approaching this in the future as uh, you know, like it's it, you. You all did where you were and where you are. Kind of, I'm I'm kind of playing a character who is uh, you know Vortroni lived till like age twenty typically. So uh, by the time oh we're gonna fix that oh yeah yeah, we are definitely gonna fix that. By the time the five years of being on planet like I've went from eight or like seven or eight to like twelve. I think we say he's twelve. Yeah, I think we established that you were. There has to be a mutation that slows down your metabolism. Like that's just fucking crazy. Twenty five years. 
we're, season we're gonna two be- is going to be going to part of the plot. I will I, not without spoiling anything. Season, uh, season two will part of the plot of season two will be is heavily influenced by the by the quest of of getting this the best dad in the galaxy um <laughs> to get to see his kid uh yes. grow up maybe we should now that we've gotten this all sort of like we're, we're kind of running down the end of, of the of the wolf pack season one post-mortem uh i feel like we should maybe leave off with the teaser for the the new characters that will be arriving in andromeda <laughs> in season two uh of the wolf pack um I suppose that we should start off maybe with Adam and the best dad. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, thank I you, mean, Chris. listen to y'all play. Uh, well, listen to y'all play even before Chris mentioned, like, hey, do you want to jump in here? Uh, I, thought, I always felt like Devorcha got a bum rap, like they were just like little yep. goons in Mass Effect 2. And then, yep. you know, look, looking into them, they had such like a rich uh, background. Mm-hmm. Of and, and just, very tied with the the Asari with with Asari hyper corporations mm-hmm. or like mega corporations. They're so unique, weird. honestly. <laughs> yeah, like they're 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 the most unique biological species of the Andro- of the Milky Way galaxy <laughs> aliens. Well, I think that's all core. Sorry, Adam, I didn't mean to no, get no. bias. <laughs> no. So, uh, so this basic concept, I was like, well, fuck it, I'll, I'll play a fortune. It's never, ha- it hasn't happened yet, and uh, I knew that the sorry kind of took them under their wing for other projects. So, like, why weren't they using them for their hunter squad? So, you know, when he, they left Andromeda, uh, my character, which I'll be playing, Crick uh, Avorcha, uh, was um, uh, like part of that kill squad, and now you know we're going to take part five years in Andromeda. He's in his uh, past the midpoint of his life. So like it, my stats have actually started degenerating on physicality and stuff like that. But I mean, as, and the last thing I'll kind of say about it is Crick is I'm playing this character as uh, he has an objective and it kind of, um, coincides with the pathfinders to a degree, but he's also kind of driven to, He's become he's become a father of uh, he him and Asari. I can't remember what we said her name was. So her I, name we'll, is Penny Shar. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Penny, I, I, do, yeah, do you want me to remove no, that? Or... Okay. No, it's fine. Penny Shar and uh, Kirk have a young little Asari, and this is the man realizing that uh, he's got X amount of years left, and then it's over, and it's just like. That's kind of this the the basic gist of Crick. He's even though I haven't said it explicitly here, uh, trying to help the Vorcha gain a more prominent role, the chance that they never had in the Milky Way and Andromeda, and at the same time trying to balance that with uh, being a father and um, wanting to enjoy ever last moment that he has uh which he's not die- terminally dying out but i mean he- he's getting old and he knows it so that's kind of just where i'm playing that and then being passive aggressive <laughs> against josh <laughs> that's that's so being passive aggressive against josh is where yes. it started yeah <laughs> then the whole like best dad in the galaxy is where it is where it's at <laughs> I got a history here, guys, with Chris. Of like, he'll he'll introduce a character, and then I'll just sit there and just like start pulling heartstrings, and then he'll fuck me or over by doing the same goddamn thing to me. So it's just like tit for tat thing that we do. Yep. So yeah, I, I look forward to working Hell with yeah. all of you. 
Hell yeah. I look forward to crying as a G- uh, when 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 Crick dies on that one mission. Yeah, don't die mission one. <laughs> I I might literally like like I'll, I'll break a copyright infringement and have ooh what you say <laughs> play as you die. He said it's going to be hard to kill oh, anyone if Olka's uh, down on on the away mission with people with all of her buffs on. Maybe you're working out for you. So I got a chance. <laughs> I got some pretty good regenerative first. ability yeah. too. Yeah. All uh, right. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, we'll uh, so uh, we'll save we'll save Chris for a second. Um, so yeah. Dave, what what's Mark playing? Our our, our friend Mark from you'll you'll rec- you'll you may remember Mark from such games as uh, <laughs> Flotsam Patrol Unit, where he played as Cairo, the the man yes. bat, or Churro, <laughs> or, as we called him. Yeah, or churro, as we called them. And uh, if you're, if uh, by this point you'll probably have listened to our Shadowrun campaign, or we hope you will have, uh, of the Wreck Surge, where he was um, Punisher meets Bishop um, as uh, Herman Fowler, <laughs> or Skull. Uh, I think it, uh, was his code name. Held Skull Sniper. Yeah. Hashtag Skull Sniper <laughs> was uh, was the name that the the public was giving him in that campaign. <laughs> But uh, yeah. So what, what is what is what is Mark playing? Uh, so so he was playing a a super soldier in the one game. What he is he playing, playing a super soldier assassin? It doesn't use guns though. Wow. He's a melee He's like Vanguard mm-hmm. melee man. Uh, he's basically uh, hey, Vanguard's we got in this ship anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Yo. <honestly>. Uh, <laughs> I do it. I'm surprised. I'm sur- I do it. I'm surrounded yeah, by vanguards. <laughs> keep firing no. vanguards. Keep charging vanguards. Keep charging vanguards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, he's an ex Cerberus mm-hmm. assassin who um, has cybernetic mm-hmm. implants, uh, including both of his eyes. So it looks like he has these like weird, blocky uh, sunglasses on all the time. And he has an interesting accent. Mm-hmm. Who? Uh, wh- what movie is he? Uh, are, are, is he pulling inspiration? I don't know. It's a movie character? that has like a room in it. I think it's yeah, called the chamber. There's a room in it though, somewhere. Or maybe, yeah, yeah. There's a room yeah. in it. Yeah. They, they play football Space. in that movie. I think. The area. Yeah, I, I think. I think. He, I think James Franco um, was yeah. the actor. Actually. <laughs> Cubby. It sounds like Tommy Wilson. Yeah. Oh, it was the closet. It was the closet. It was the closet. Mm -hmm. Phone booth. Yes. Oh, wrong movie. Wrong movie. Sorry. That was with the Irishman. uh, uh, Shit. What's his name? Uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. See, I was, I was, I was getting Will Farrell and Colin Farrell confused. Understandable. (laughs) Oh, I know their names. Like the name wise, like I always, I always forget which one is Will Farrell, which one's Colin Farrell. And they're not even spelled the same. It's weird. I know. It's the worst. Um, but yeah, Mark Mark is playing uh, a an ex. He, he's playing Kai Lang as portrayed by Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so look forward to that, audience. <laughs> oh no. Um. And and finally, uh, Chris. Yeah. So this is a return of a character from the Milky Way campaign. Uh. His his last mission was uh, classified, so we're not really going to talk about that too much. That'll come up later. 
Uh, but Durga, Durga is kind of like opposed, uh, kind of, kind of like your polar opposite attitude to uh, 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 Runt, where he's a little bit more confident, maybe a little bit overconfident. But uh, he's your tall, dark, and ugly type. So he's a pro. Uh, he's got three like main kind of prerogatives at the moment, which are uh, help the initiative, <laughs> aid the Krogan, <laughs> and uh, aid the Vorcha colonize Helios. Oh, wait. He's kind of here to like help, help, help okay. Vorcha like find a good place to find home. To call okay. home. So you might be buddy buddy with. I think Kirk's gonna be buddy buddy with everyone. Oh, I think I will be. <laughs> I, I, I think that throw him at yeah. somebody and have him like, break their yeah. neck as a result. Oh god! Because like okay. we have a we have I have a neck. as a teaser myself we have a um we have a system in in Helios for the Vorcha. Like they have their, they have their, they have their own system they've been given to, um, right. to start like oh. basically frontiering and such. Okay. So, but and again, that will come up in the first couple of sessions because that is something you guys are going to be exploring, uh, or Yay. something, something's there that's good, you guys are going to be exploring, uh, and it's not just quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then we need to make him a captain or something so we. Can oh my god! Yes. Captain Wolf Pack Two. Everyone lo- everybody loves everybody loves before. <laughs> I just, just don't it's... know if it was recorded. What? I don't know if it was recorded. The Captain Crick reference. I don't think so. It needs to be. But now it is. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh stupid question, I know. <laughs> yeah, so <sighs> actually you, Durga does bring up a, some something interesting. We have a lot despite the fact that the our Milky Way campaign that we we ran years ago for like in mass effect d20 it was sort of the the progenitor of our use of the mass effect d20 system and our our attempts at trying to run some mass effect tabletop games yeah it was um, like the alpha yeah. just itself yeah it, it, it is interesting how many characters that we have we have decided are related to characters from that game like it, it's interesting how much influence that game <laughs> had um despite my failings for keeping that game on the on the uh like finish like to f- continue it and, and get it uh, get it to its completion being continued but this way one day sort of yeah yeah and maybe one day i will go back and figure out how to uh maybe do a remake uh like kind of like re redux or like fashion some of the the like fashion out some like iron out some of the problems that i i cause i, I put into that game and like sort of mm-hmm. retool it maybe we'll see but um, yeah, I think well, focusing on the future for now. Um, Wolfpack yeah. two, woo! Everybody yeah. loves Craig. <laughs> um, also, we're going to a new cluster, yep. uncharted territory. Spoilers. We're actually yep, finding paths. That's what the Andromeda Initiative is all about. Yeah, we're <laughs> pathfinding. And Helios cluster. I mean, there's only so many systems there can be in one cluster. So, um, there's. There's always room for more uh, in another cluster. So, what about a cluster? Fuck. Well, what happens in another cluster stays in another cluster. <laughs> oh, okay. And with that, I think that's a great end off. Send off for this shit for this uh, this talkie episode. Uh, did everybody else agree with that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah. Until until next time, uh, we'll see you in Andromeda audience um bye alistair and the internet goodbye (laughs) adios
Oh, actually, uh, Adam, you as somebody who has their own podcast, would you like to promote your podcast on our show? Oh, yeah. I was just going to graciously bow out on that, but yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, this is Adam. I do role point exchange. Uh, you can catch Chris on that quite often. Well, I'm going to actually start posting your games, Chris. You're a real Yay! boy now. <laughs> and anyway, you can reach us at rollpointexchange.com. We're on, I assume, most podcasting platforms. I did a bunch of shit. Should be out there. But uh, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the real point exchange. And finally, I have somewhat of a presence on uh, Twitter. It's at RP Exchange. And yeah, so if you enjoy me for some reason, hey, come check us out. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. No, glad to have you. Like, honestly, it's been like the last two years, like, or not last two years, last year uh, since we started posting Wolfpack and and, or started playing Wolfpack uh, season one. And and talking with you on the side and getting you hyped for this game, staying hyped until <laughs> like now, getting, like seeing, <laughs> like, seeing that's awesome. Yeah, seeing you ex- seeing you excited <laughs> for this game like constantly and like our com- conversations. I feel like it, it's just it's been its own reward. <laughs> like having a, a fan <laughs> that's mm-hmm. also one of our one of my friends. <laughs> um, my pleasure. And yeah, like it, it was the least I could do to have you to invite you to to uh, to play with us for season two. So I appreciate that. I've I've been looking forward to this immensely. Can't wait to start. All right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, until next time. Goodbye, audience. In yeah, earnest this time. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye, Alistair. Goodbye, Internet. Goodbye. Good night. Uh, all right. So. Um, all right. Uh, this is the uh, uh, a special segment we're going to be slapping onto the back of the uh, the postmortem for Wolfpack One, or as I like to call it, the Sebment, because <laughs> uh, it's the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Seb. <laughs> we got him. We we, we tracked him down. <laughs> oh God. So, yeah, Seb, would you like to introduce uh, your the character you played in the Wolfpack? <laughs> well, yeah, I uh, I play Run. He is a uh, he's a Krogan, and he uh, in session one he uh, or season one he learned the power of friendship. And that was huge. <laughs> that was very huge. That was amazing. <laughs> like the arc you had throughout that game, <laughs> from like literal murder hobo <laughs> to. <laughs> saving like dozens if not uh, like a uh, hundred like people like from that yeah, like in that um uh at that at the ramov system yes. <laughs> like n- and not going after like the the big bad like enemy ship like you you were the deciding factors like no we should i've learned this i've learned the meaning of friendship we need to go <laughs> save these people <laughs> well yeah. and it's and it's such a great contrast to how it all began because Session one, and his records will show, and has probably made it in this recording once or twice. I listened yep. to session one while on the roof of my house replacing air vents. So that was that's what I'm doing when I'm dangling three stories off, up from the ground. I'm I'm listening to you guys play, and I was struck with uh, the uh, what was it body charge off a cliff to get somebody or what, what exactly was that, Chris? I I think it was I think. 
Seb, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think you char- you biotically charged uh, Striker, the racist Turian. Oh, <laughs> and then, yes. And then you, and then you, you, you biotically charged him again, <laughs> like to just like pin him down to the ground, or you let gravity deal with him. I think it was a kind of a wombo come between me and Aaron, wasn't it? Or am I remembering he, wrong? I, I think Aaron, I think Aaron helped as well. Because Aaron, yeah, Aaron by, that, be, that very quickly became Aaron's like move was just like biotic pinball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then like, oh god, didn't you Johnny Cage somebody in one episode? Uh, Striker's sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You had to get through. You had to get to the inside the the building. Um, and you, you, you splattered a receptionist. <laughs> yeah. Striker's sister. Apparently yep. she was. Yep. Well, she, she, it was, it was Schwardinger's, um, uh, Striker's sister. Like yeah, she was nice. only his sister in those last moments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, God. so yeah, that's like definite character growth that you had there. Uh, what, what was your, what kind of led you to making that character was like did you always kind of like the krogan or like how did you come upon this decision to uh well i've always liked krogans i always like krogans for how like just like a like almost like a stone wall you're talking to them when you're talking to them so i like to play run out at the start as like just the silent type big guy and then he learns the power of friendship and he opens up to everyone that's what i really liked that's what i came up with yeah um it, it does sort of it reminds me of like how rex was in in the first mass effect <laughs> like yes. he was rather standoffish or like he just like shepherd rex and then as you as a shepherd started like helping him out and like and like kind of like getting like 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 bugging him enough <laughs> he started opening up mm-hmm. and then you know he became best buds so yes absolutely <laughs> so i mean the, the, we kind of try when we play games typically most role players will put that way will typically kind of have like an idea and a concept that you're working on and all that and when did you actually kind of start figuring out who uh runt was or is it grunt i always get the actual character and then your character is confused. it's uh it's right uh... i'm looking at your name in the chat now but fuck <laughs> I don't know. We, can't, we can't be bothered with that but yeah like how did how did you uh when did you start actually kind of feeling like this idea of him that you had start taking control? Like, is there any kind of particular, I know it's just going back in time of year, but was there any yeah. kind of particular scenes or arcs or something like that where you're like, yeah, Runt would do that. Uh, the scene where Aaron headbutted me that one time. Was that, that's where I really decided I want him to make friendships and all that. Was that the one where, when you guys were like on the standoff, like on the ship? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so when, so when your your oversight agent like headbutted you, you're like, okay, maybe I should have this character learn some things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was pretty much the moment I realized, like, let's you know, friendships. That's a pretty good thing for Ron. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it was like because I remember I remember we were talking like off like off recording like after that game. Um, because <laughs> yeah. like, and you were like, like somebody needs to open up to me. And like, cause at this point, like, I don't know, like at this point, Runt ha- doesn't have any connection with these people aside from like their, their working group. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's what I loved about Josh and Dave coming in and actually wanting to have that open heart or open heart to heart role play with me. That was really good. Open heart surgery. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. open heart surgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much for that guy. Yeah. yeah. No, you have a lot of chambers in that heart, don't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was pretty good. (laughs) Okay. Now, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I was weed eating a ditch when that happened. (laughs) 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 But no, that that was great. I think uh, Aaron headbutted him, and did Josh punch him? Did Hilo punch him? I don't think Josh punched him. He just, like, got in the way, I think. And then yeah. tried to uh, tried to like give a speech about like to try and like relate with Runt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can. I don't remember exactly what Josh said, but it was good. Josh yeah. actually thought it out what to say, and it was really good. Yeah. I, I also it was very big for Josh because like he was also I know I, I I I think he was very nervous because like that was the first big like role playing thing he had done uh, you know in in on on recording. So yeah, that was really awesome with Josh. Mm. I'm trying to think of uh, like there was that, and then pretty much you all immediately jumped into the end game of the season. Uh, and yeah, you went to the saving people, yeah, saving everybody's life. Now I'll tell you this about it, uh, Seb. Yep. Like I was getting play by play of this stuff as you know, not while the game was going on, but I, me and uh, Chris play games on Saturday mornings, and he'd be like. I don't know if they're going to have a job. Like next, next, <laughs> next, uh, you know, series that I do here, they may be on the run. I mean, <laughs> that's how things were going in the beginning. But I'm so <laughs> proud of you all when you know everything came together and you know you saved all the people and let the baddies get away. I mean, that was. Yep. So- yeah, I was. I was very. I was very concerned up until you. <laughs> and not, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but it's just like uh, you, your character of all people, like stepped in and like yeah. we've got to save these people because like everybody else was like kind of like bickering about it, and it was like that great moment in like a Mass Effect game where somebody steps up and like makes the choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was fun. Yeah. And- Oh yeah, and you got uh, devoured by a thresher mile, a baby one, but it, it was still a big deal. I'm not oh gonna... yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like, and he just gets dev- he gets just gets swallowed whole, and then you met uh, you met uh, Crazy Card <laughs> inside the belly of the beast. That was awesome. That was really awesome. Yeah. Now we do have to also like address the fact that initially you you goofed up and uh, and leveled up your character to max biotics and stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, and then um did you actually like were you I, I can't remember was was this the campaign where like Dave was helping you out like leveling up or did you was this one where like you just by the end you're like I'm I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> or was that the, I can't remember if that was the shadow cuz I know in the shadow run, run game you were like I I've not leveled up once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was just Dave was helping me and then uh at some point I'm just like I don't know. I'm doing pretty good. Do I really need to level up anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, got a, I got a team to watch my back. Well, I, I if it gets bad, you, I'll level up later. <laughs> I will tell you, from somebody who when he started doing this whole uh, post-mortem previously in January to now where I've put in 
three sessions since to season two of Master yeah, Effect. Yeah, we're, we're in three sessions. Yeah, that goddamn character sheet. I don't blame you one bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, if and it was, was that... Dave is like. I mean, I, I could do it without Dave. Dave is my Sam on this. There's like he's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, you need to do this, 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 this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, th- that was pre. Uh, uh, that was pre. Like Seb was using the pre-Dave edition oh, <laughs> character yeah. sheet too. So, uh, but Dave deserves a lot of credit. He is a champion for helping everyone out. Yes. Yeah. I I 100 agree with that. Uh, what a legend! We would be lost guy. without. We'd be lost without him. Oh yeah. Um, Matt College credit for playing the game of this. <laughs> it's like it's um, so much. Well, the the other big parts of it, uh, I think, mm-hmm. Chris, that we need to mention is like to kind of put a bow on friendship, so to speak. <laughs> what, about yep. the, what about the hugs concert and his uh, his date, and then how all that played out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> How how did you feel about that? <laughs> so. I thought I thought it went perfectly. That he ran off at the end. I love that. I love. <laughs> I, I I listened. I I remember like I, I it was not too long ago that I edited that episode, like those those end episodes, and I or I listened to them again, and I remember you like it says like my heart just dropped when I was just like oh shit I forgot something <laughs> <laughs> like at the end of the game because like. Yeah, you you goofed, you you had him. He had Teronius, the, the 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 pirate that you guys rescued from the derelict. Um, like you brought him out of parole and like took him as your date to the to the Cugs concert, yep. and then you left him there, like holding drinks, basically. Like we we goofed about like him turning around, like man, uh, Run, I gotta tell you, this has like, been really nice. Like this is the nicest anybody's like done anything for me. Um, you want you want to get for so, a beer sometime? And it's like Run. And he like looks up and sees the shuttle fl- taking off. It's like, uh, oh, he he just left me. Wow. All right. And then like him just on the stoop of the the theater later, like just like I can't believe you left me. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, the gun that could not too. have been better. Yeah. Well, well the big thrust from all battle was great, and you know, having played in our first session where you break out, what kind of big ass gun was it that you just threw on the ground? Because I saw its sister. I, when we were playing, uh, you you know, you do all this massive damage. And it's like, yeah, it does four points or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Um, it was like a the sonnet. Yeah, yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, yeah it's it's the mini gun that the uh, the heavier um, uh, cat creatures or the cat uh, cat troops use. <laughs> like the uh, it's like basically a mini gun it has to, like one action. You you spend one action like like rotating the barrels and then the next action is basically actually firing it <laughs> and it, it looks impressive until you fire it against like an enemy that is 60 feet tall and have a carapace yeah. <laughs> and you, did, did both actually because you were in in session one of wolfpack 2 spoilers for this <laughs> this post-mortem we're, we're in the middle of doing wolfpack 2 um and I think both times you've tried using the sonnet, it like yeah. has, it, it's like it's it's uh yeah one of the one of the barrel it's jammed and you just throw it on the ground and start, and, and use your your uh, your hammer instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love my hammer. Yeah. Oh, that that was the other that was the other thing I think I I recall as a GM is like you you refused to use biotic charge you just went Krogan charge. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. I love charging in with run. Not gonna lie, when you in that in the game I was playing with you when you broke that gun out and did did the same thing over again, I was like, Oh god, just, here it comes, here it comes, and then it screws you over again. And it was just it was I mean yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. also the dice roller screwed us over since it, <laughs> it sorted everything numerically. It's you know, from like biggest to littlest or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think for the sonnet, uh, or and even for like assault, like the uh, machine guns, some of that, we have to use the Google dice roller because you can just use those as the uh, like what what it's rolling for, and it, or like the the dice will land where they are, not like it won't count them like from highest to lowest. So, okay. yeah. Honestly, Chris, I can't think of anything else. Almost. Yeah, I'm. Um. Was there anything you regretted in in season one? I guess run. <laughs> um, no, it was all a really good time. I can't say I regret anything because now I can play season two and just do whatever I wanted to do in season one. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, I, hmm, but I just I just want to make more friends. I honestly. Do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always been a delight for you, like like having you on the games because like. You you've always been like excited for it, and sometimes almost to the point of like, like you're just sitting there quietly listening to the game. Oh, <laughs> and it's I just to, and, I get so like immersed with the, you guys role playing, and then you guys do combat. I'm like, oh yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, and then I'll be I'm like, hey, Seb, so what, yeah, Seb, what's Run doing? He's like, oh shit, I'd be oh right, yes, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I've I, I totally understand too because I've I've done that in a couple of games, like a couple of games yeah. over at uh, with the uh, Adam over at RPX. So mm-hmm. it it's it's a thing that happens when you are as excited about a game. So oh yeah, it's pretty great. Well, it messes with me because I'm I'm used to listening to you all, and yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's my turn. Like oh yeah, this is this is life. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah. I can't wait for you to listen. Uh, uh, listen to the first. Uh, I mean, this, yeah, the second session, the one that you, the uh, first one you missed there, Seb. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not going to say anything, Chris. Don't worry. I'm yeah, not ruining yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't ruin it. I'll I'll I'll. You know what, Seb? I'll send it to you. Absolutely. Um, one thing I think we should also bring up for with Runt. Um, so so Runt's full name is Corliss Runt. Yep. And when we were doing character creation, uh, I think we were, you wanted to be a tank born, right? Like that was, the, oh, yeah. that was your, your idea. So yeah. um, the way we had it set up, I think like we, we, we figured out that like, he, he doesn't have a clan specifically because we were trying to find the clan of the, the, the scientist that made grunt. Um, and he doesn't have a clan name. He's just, it's just his name is, I can't remember what his name is right now. Um, but yeah, it does doesn't have a clan name so i think it was we we sort of settled on that like runt was one of the uh the test uh like the test tube uh krogan that were that like shepherd meets and like who's still like uh, like alive in the battlefield and um and that planet that they're on is called corliss so i think that's where the name corliss runt comes from is that like you're you're named after the planet you came from because yeah, yeah. you don't have any other clan otherwise and then somehow you you made it um made it back to Chachanka uh as they were getting as the as um uh Nakmore uh clan was was getting ready to leave for Andromeda. So 
Um, we still haven't really like, I don't think we've actually settled on exactly how that happened. I think we just sort of like left that in the shadows or in the air. Yeah. Um, so if there's anything, um, if there's anything you want to bring up, like you want to, um, like talk to me about like, like off recording and stuff like that, or, uh, mm -hmm. in, uh, about like, if you have any ideas of like how, like, if you want to like integrate that part of your backstory a little bit further, um, by all means, let me know. Yeah, I don't uh, unless yeah. you have something like unless you had something already in mind, which you'd like to uh, share. <laughs> no, nothing in mind. <clears throat> okay, yeah, I, I just thought we should probably bring that up as well because, like, yeah, um, yeah, Runt was a a tank bread. Yeah, um, from that from that mission on on in Mass Effect Two. Do they not have the genophage problem? Uh, no, they have a they they uh they have it, but they um what the mad scientist was doing was he was trying to make Grunt so, because Grunt's genes um ignore the uh the, the virus so i think all the tank born still have the gene there like it but it might be like a weaker version but it's still it's it's still there it's not being ignored like um like how grunt was <clears throat> though again like if if runt was on it was in the uh the cryopods on the uh the 600 year journey uh to andromeda uh knackmore clan was like putting like pumping like like uh various um treatments uh and stuff of like that onto the krogan to try and like speed up evolution for the krogan genes so maybe maybe runt um uh maybe runt was also given the same sort of treatment <laughs> to oh, try damn. and fight the so he he might be fertile <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there could be little baby runs coming down <laughs> maybe someday <laughs> there are a lot of responsibility now <laughs> oh god! <laughs> yeah, I'm raising a baby of sorry right now. It's 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 a it's a handful. Oh god! Yeah, you is Adam. Do you have anything else you'd like to ask or inquire about with Runt and Seb? <laughs> I just want. Actually, I'd rather just state it than less of a question now. But I mean, I, I really do think that uh, Runt eventually turned out to be the heart of the team. It was I. I loved the crazy antics. I mean, I know that I would mention stuff to Chris. I'd send him comments in chat and he'd share it with you guys and stuff like that, you know, come for the, come for the blah, 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 say for the Krogan kind of, kind of comments <laughs> yeah. like that I made. But I mean, I seriously, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and it was, it was really just a, I mean, there was a great payoff just as a listener, seeing you just start out from, I don't want to say callous as much as just, like, you know, very, very focused on, you know, whatever you're you're working on right then to the point of, as we mentioned several times beforehand, uh, you know, learning the power of friendship and all that. It was yeah. uh, it's one of the best arcs of the first season. So thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Thanks. My pleasure. Yeah. It's been fun and I can't wait for season two to be more in it. Oh, there's more to come in season two. <laughs> More rent. <laughs> Can't wait. All right. So yeah, until uh, next time, audience. Um, this will. This has been the segment. <laughs> uh, look oh, forward yeah. to uh, to more uh, captionable quotes from Seb and Runt <laughs> in season two. Uh, hell yeah, indeed. <laughs>